0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Tower of Babel podcast. As always, I am Julian Muesch. I'm joined by Jeremy Cozier. Hello. <laughs> Making me... The suspense is killing me. Um, and today we're going to be talking about none other than the long-anticipated... I think this is a, a, a movie that we've been looking forward to most for probably since it's been announced. Uh, and that, of course, is... <laughs> the second I mean, it was uh, announced. Yeah, we're like I need to know every single detail about every single thing that, about this movie. And, and honestly, I say that, but we, I didn't actually get spoiled very much. Outside of the fact that the trailers, I think, spoiled probably too many things. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. We're going to be talking about, of course, we're talking about The Batman, written and directed by Matt Reeves. Starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, John Turturro. Andy Serkis, uh, Peter (laughs) (laughs) Skarsgård. Skarsgård is in there. You wouldn't have expected that. He's he's fantastic in this movie. Yeah. I mean, there is a a lot to talk about. Um, And, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush here, but I will just quickly say, before we get into anything, follow us on Twitter, at TowerBabbleCast. There is so much conversation going on around the Batman on Twitter right now. It's, I think, a lot of fun. It's mostly positive. There's a little bit of, um, I think, we're slowly growing out of it. There's a little bit of stuff still that lingers, I think, a little bit um, in the DC fandom on, on, on Twitter. But overall, I think it's mostly positive and a lot of fun. And I've been in there talking about what we might see next.
1: You've been in, in there? Sorry? You've been in there in the trenches?
0: I've been in the trenches. Yeah, that's right. But only talking about positive stuff. Like I said, like what what can we do for the next? See, like what's the what's the future of the Batman franchise and and all that kind of stuff. So I'm really excited to talk about that. We'll talk about that closer to the end of this episode. Um, But if you want to listen to everything that we do, head over to TowerBabel.ca to find uh, you know our archives and all the links to all the podcasts we do. And uh, and if you want to support the show, head over to Patreon.com/slash TowerBabelcast where you'll find that we do a monthly bonus uh, show, the film club. We didn't really theme it that well. I mean, I guess you could say we did a, um, we did a Fincher movie last month. We did gone girl. And of course this movie, the Batman's heavily inspired by seven. I think that's, that's not a surprise at all. Um, And so, I mean, there is a bit of a theme there, Um, but either way we do one month, once a month, the, Gong was last month, a lot of fun. Jeremy, what movie were we doing this month? I completely forget. Remember?
1: I feel like we're doing is, is it not 7? I thought we were doing Is is seven. it
0: if it if it's 7 then I've then I'm even stupider because that's funny. <laughs> that um no way. Is it? Hold on, looking here. There's no way. I'm just going to double check cuz I don't want to sound I don't want to sound dumb on our own show. It's Fracture.
1: All oh, right, we seven. were I think we were going to do that one, but then we yeah, we started talking about fracture <laughs> and then none of us have seen it or something like that so we chose it
0: so fracture this is a gregory hobbit uh hoblet film i always want to say hobbit that l is like hidden right there and it's like a hobbit obviously is a word that we're all familiar with and i just want to say that all the time anyway we're gonna talk about <laughs> the batman enough of this preamble let's get into it jeremy how many times have you seen it so far
1: uh twice
0: i've also seen it twice i saw it sunday and then i saw it again monday uh, recording today is Tuesday. Back to back, it and then Jeremy. I mean, it's a little funny because I saw it the first time when I I was in Raleigh, and then I came back, and I saw it. You know, in IMAX um, yesterday, and I saw my first screen. And I saw at the Alamo Drafthouse. This is a movie theater chain in the states that I've always wanted to go to. Like I've, you know, I'm so happy that I was able to experience it. Um, and I gotta say, the best part about the whole Alamo thing, the reason I brought up Seven. Is because they do this like whole pre-show scenario before the movie actually starts. It's not just a bunch of ads. Um, it's it's like this whole curated experience. So they did. They were playing a bunch of uh, well. It's funny. It, there were ads, but they were old commercials for like old Batman toys from like the sixties and seventies and eighties. And there was there was one about, like this, these like Batman's that stretch. The ones that have magnets in their hands and stuff. It was cool. But then they also had a uh, a little kind of like mini, basically mini podcast um, talking about, you know, what are the villains they'd like to see, you know, brought into the future of this Batman franchise, all that kind of stuff. Who's they? It, who, the, the Alamo Draft House puts like puts it together. Yeah. Um, pretty sure it's a name we're familiar with from the, like, the film Twitter space, but I don't remember his name off the top of my head. And it's really fun. And I really appreciate that. They really take the movie experience really super seriously um they also you know um, i saw it at a brunch screening so i saw it at like 10 a.m i had like uh, i had food and drinks and it was it was great i would highly recommend if there's a is an alamo near your place if you, you should definitely check it out i wish we had something like that here and then i saw it again in imax and i'm glad i got to do that too because the sound was just that much better and uh the screen is just that much bigger and, and i gotta say though I think our IMAX, Jeremy, is looking a little dated. We need, I think it, we need some better digital projection or something because it's a little blurry at times. But you I think, think so? it needed to be blurry.
1: Yeah, after watching, I it thought it day. was uh, pretty clear, especially seeing going to Grant Park my second day, which I thought they had a better projection, but it seemed a little off, maybe in terms of the brightness or something. I don't know.
0: That's the thing with the the IMAX stuff. It's like I feel like it could be brighter, it could be sharper, um, but at least our IMAX I you know I'm not going to speak for for others but um what how many times like how quickly did you see it you saw it Thursday and then you said it saw it again on the weekend
1: no Thursday and then Friday I pretty so much I pretty much way. always buy like for big movies like if the tickets are going to so, uh, you know sell out I usually try to get two uh two times like back to back like a, like the very first evening and then like a Friday um oh, so like a thursday friday
0: yeah I, I like absolutely i mean there's just this movie i don't love seeing movies like back to back very often um and okay so marcos in the chat loved having marcos in the chat here um and i like i, I missed your your first comment talking about battling out in the trenches with us about this movie because it is very good you're mentioning here that the fan first screening i went to at imax uh and it was definitely better than the regular showing i went to i mean I think yeah. IMAX is probably always going to be better than just a standard showing. But if there's some, sometimes where you get better projection technology and it's just a bit sharper and clearer. And I think honestly, the sound for this movie is so important. You have to have really great sound.
1: Um, and yeah, I think I've, I've never like, this is the first time at IMAX where I, I think I truly noticed a major difference. And, from uh, the, from the sound side, sample, from just sound, yeah, sound perspective. Mm-hmm. And like, especially during that Batmobile, uh, chase sequence. Right uh just ridiculous how loud and like you could feel hear the vibration i was just i was just loving it during that those moments that
0: car that the sound of the car is just so i don't know how else to describe it's like it's so throaty it's got this like rumble to it it makes you want to go out and you know buy a challenger or something (laughs) (laughs) um very specific reference anyway um Let's okay. Where do we begin with this movie? I think let's start at um, before the, before the actual movie itself, let's talk about. I want to set the stage a little bit here. And oh, so we're
1: setting the stage even more,
0: <laughs> yeah. Because I think what's important to reference here is that everyone has a different type of Batman that they vibe with, you know, separately, differently, right? Like some people really like um, a, a really you know, um, a more Dark Knight return style Batman. Some people, you know, vibe more with the 60s style stuff, you know, and, you know, more power to you. Um, If that's the case, you're not going to be getting a lot of that, (laughs) you know, here. Um, But there's like a lot of different types of Batman. People like, oh, I like like someone who's like a really good Bruce Wayne or I prefer, you know, people talk about like who's a good Batman versus who's a Bruce Wayne, all that kind of stuff. Um
1: yeah and we've all decided that Val Kilmer is is the the best. We've decided of, that? I didn't yeah. think
0: I didn't realize we decided <laughs> that. Um, I don't think I decided that. I you oh, know if okay. I if I, I, if I had that, to I thought we did. <laughs> I would you say that you would you reevaluate that after this movie?
1: No, it was more of a no. it was more okay. of a joke. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah well I, and I just, I just think of Val Kilmer's pursed lips. His lips were always like They were, they were mm. so sh- sharp. <laughs> in that costume
1: well um, i need to release the schumacher, schumacher cut because there's there's a lot more uh depth apparently in uh the oh yeah OG version
0: <laughs> so like are you telling me that every version of a batman movie has a, a director's cut that's better and we just up, we've always seen the worst <laughs> not, version
1: not every it's just apparently joel schumacher like it's it's a note like there's like deleted scenes and like just right. a bunch of extra shit so, um,
0: and Marco's asking, is that the nipple suit? I believe, I believe it is. I believe it that's is. correct. Um, so all that to say that uh, we, we talked about, Jeremy, we recently reviewed the Batman The Long Halloween parts one and two uh, on the show. And I, I, you might recall that I talked about the first part of that, part one being like a perfect Batman movie, right? I thought mm-hmm. everything about it worked um it was really compelling the mystery was interesting um it was looked really good and then l- part 2 really let me down right and i like uh, you would agree that you probably felt the same way or would
1: you yeah i was it? on the yeah the first one was was yeah. so good and i was, we were e- uh, eagerly anticipating the the, the follow up which was only a few months later but yeah, it's kind of uh, was lackluster. Did you end up getting a comic at any of your viewings of the movie? No, I didn't. You did you get one? Yeah, so I got the <sighs> Batman: Long Halloween number one special edition with the um, the cover that is drawn in the art style of the movie,
0: the red essentially and black?
1: With, with all the no, it's not red and black. It just has a bunch of it has Catwoman, Batwoman, Riddler, oh, okay, uh, Penguin, just kind of on it in an artistic way, I guess.
0: Okay, is it like is it like that? purple and black, like the long Halloween, or is it?
1: Yeah, it's some like purple stuff. It's like okay. white around the edges. It's cool.
0: I think Marcos, some, I th- Marcos, you went to that early screening. I think they gave you something different to that. There was some other comic book, but you can let us know uh, in the chat there. And by the way, anyone who is listening live, feel free to jump in on the chat. I uh, love having people here. We do this live. Um, semi-regularly. We don't have a set schedule. I wish we did. Um, for, on YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. So you can subscribe to us on all those places. Um, Jeremy, you know, what's your, what's that describe your favorite type of Batman? Um, (laughs) I want to know like what, what, like what works about the character that you really like that you feel like maybe hasn't been explored or, or that you like, um, when it is explored.
1: Yeah. Well, I think here it's, it's clear, uh, from the get go that this is the most, uh, comic accurate Batman. So I agree everything that we kind of know of the character and would expect, uh, for the most part, like happens here. There's less like strikes than there are, uh, balls, I guess, <laughs> um, in terms of everything that this Batman's trying to be. Right. Um, so yeah, I was just, I, I just love that aspect of it that we were, we were finally getting like, ev- like every detail essentially, but not overly explained and kind of just, right. uh, they're able to play with it in the, in, in the tone they set here, which is, which is also brilliant. It feels very realistic and grounded, even though I feel like it flourishes more in the moments where yeah. it feels more fantastical where like, where it, like it just nails everything but i feel like there are moments in between where there could be more done or just different choices to to really make it like a a a very bold like 10 out of 10 because i think there's an argument here that's for sure like a 10 out of 10 but i i have around the 9 out of 10 but um overall uh yeah just really really happy with it and still thinking about it
0: Okay. So and then so I'll answer my own question there a little bit too, which is my favorite type of Batman is the detective Batman. I have two kind of favorites. I have Bat God, which is kind of the Grant Morrison Batman that I really like, who kind of is like supernaturally good at everything and like can appear and disappear as needed, right? By as the story requires, you know? Um that I think that Batman's fun, but doesn't translate to the screen very well, just like most things Grant Morrison does. But then there's the detective Batman, which, you know, obviously was, this movie is heavily based on year one and the long Halloween, which has a lot of that stuff in it. Um, and talking about long Halloween, the the animated adaption, same thing. And I, I just love this idea of exploring mysteries in this world of Gotham and having these characters that we know, like penguin pop up like Catwoman and Riddler Mm -hmm. in this case being in and a part of the world. Now, the one thing that, that, this movie has that kind of the long Halloween and those other comic book adaptations have is the ability to have more villains kind of come in and out of the story right and a movie like this even at three hours can't really do that so I can understand that kind of challenge but for me and and, you know just giving my overall impressions here this is a 10 out of 10 movie for me because it nails that detective Batman so well it it Creates a compelling mystery. I feel like I was describing this movie, you know, when we were talking about what you know what could this movie be. Um, I was feel like I described what it actually ended up being, and I'm not saying I, you know, they obviously gave us a lot to base that off of. But what I'm saying is like I really wanted something that was a little bit slower, spent more time with Batman in the costume, and didn't spend like I think about the Dark Knight Rises, we didn't see Batman for like an hour into that movie. It's baffling to me that you're going to do that. Mm
1: it's Um, it's mind-blowing how much batman is here actually like there's almost not very much but yeah it's awesome it's like can't i want you know any more seconds i can get like Mm -hmm. of just like they just they linger on on his on the cowl on his face on his expressions on his eyes uh on this like these like in the, the intro when like he's filing the suit and he's surveying the 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 crime scene. Yes, it's spectacular. I know. Um, his movements. The the he's not really speaking. He's just staring at you. You're I love staring Jer- at him. You're right, Jeremy. The, you're the, you're the like
0: lack, the choice to not say stuff at certain times or yeah. just a look is just right. enough. Perfect, Batman. That's pitch perfect and, in, style. and and
1: and in this moment, it's like you're wrestling with. Um, kind of, uh, you know, Robert Pattinson's like mm-hmm. you're not like you don't know exactly what's going on with him just yet. Like we've heard his voice, yep. uh, and stuff with that kind of year one uh, Watchmen Rorschach kind of narration. it's so, cool. it's so slick. I could watch that on loop. Jeremy, um, I, I, I
0: you know talk about watching movies, you know, back to back or like rewatching film. Often I have a hard time getting back into a movie even when, once I've seen it once already because right. I kind of know what's happening. The second it cuts to the, the opening shot, which is just title screen, right? Yeah, so like we're, we're going to do title card. We're not going to cut away from this again, and and then it's Ave Maria, which turns out to be Riddler's like theme music for the whole mm-hmm. movie. What a beautiful song! I, I just got to say, I listened to it in the car on the ride home. I've been listening to it on like repeat over and over and over again,
1: yeah, obviously, the mix that's tied in with the 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 actual theme is is astounding
0: oh, it's unbelievable, but what I'm yeah. saying is like they just pull you right in because that initial once you get past that kind of that Ave Maria bit, you get to um this this conversation between Batman and the audience this this narration and mm. the visual flares that they're doing here like the the look of the cities obviously they show us a lot of Gotham yeah. um. I think this is the best-looking Gotham we've ever had. It's the perfect mix between these gothic elements, which are obviously crucial to 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 uh, mm-hmm. to Gotham, it's right in the name. And and then this like neo-noir neon stuff that they've got going with this kind of like I love the version of the of Times Square that they have built up here with yeah. this like old statue in the middle, it's so cool looking. But then you get like it's the we get a lot of
1: uh, golden hour too oh, uh, throughout yes. the, the movie. Um, I
0: and so Gotham just works as a place, so, like it feels real. There's a lot of been talk on Twitter around like some of the previous incarnations of of Gotham we have. Of course, we had like the matte painted versions of you know, of the 80s, 90s Batman stuff that was like very stylized, right? Like skyscrapers that are like. Essentially, leaning over people, um that kind of stuff, then you have Nolan's version of Gotham, which is essentially just Chicago, New York, and Pittsburgh <laughs> mashed together as needed, you know um and that that all works, and it works for 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 nolan's stuff, and there's been a lot of like you don't have to tear something down to bring something up i I don't want to tear down nolan's stuff. I've had a lot of criticisms of Nolan's stuff over the years, especially as it's aged on me, a lot of it around like the choreography of the fights, which are lame. Um, and, and some of the, like, obviously his voice has kind of not aged well. I, you know, I think, I think Pattinson's bat voice is going to age quite well. Um, even though it's, it's not that different. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's similar to what, to what was happening with Bale. Yeah. But he's, like, he's
1: spoken about it in interviews and how yeah. he's like, how could you not do what Bale's doing essentially? Uh so it's his it's his version of that, uh mixed with other influences. I think he was influenced by Willem Dafoe's uh lighthouse character. <laughs> right. Um he, he said in the interview, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. I I gotta admit that Robert Pattinson's like there's a lot of stuff floating around about what Robert Pattinson's been saying in interviews, and it is hilarious stuff.
1: Yeah, he seems like the like mo- like genuinely like fun, nice yeah, like good-hearted person. Like he's always giggling and laughing at the have things you, he's saying.
0: Have you it's heard nuts. the one about when he talks about Shadow the Hedgehog?
1: Uh, maybe
0: this is the funniest shit. So I don't know. For, though, for the the people out there who may not know, so there's a version of Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, that in the '90s they invented Shadow the Hedgehog, who's black and red, edgy, right? So, <laughs> so there's an interview where. Robert Pattinson talks about how he used Shadow the Hedgehog's character as like an influence on his version of Batman. And it is very funny. And he talks about how he's like, he's brooding and dark and like, that's what Batman's about and all that kind of stuff. It just, it's, and he talks about video games a lot in his interviews. He does seem like a genuinely yeah. fun.
1: He knows all about the guy. Court of Owls. The, the, actually, yes. even the Riddler, Paul Dano was talking about Court of Owls and how that's uh, a really good one they keep saying. And, I'd imagine they, they, you know, there are some hints of that in this movie yes, too. Yes, there so. is.
0: I, I, what I love about that is that I think there's two things I love about that. There's one that it's amazing how quickly the core vowels have become like ingrained in the Batman mythos. You know, yeah, we've
1: talked about that before, how it's just like at this point a staple, you yeah. know, in his journey at some point.
0: And it like, it, it just stands perfectly alongside the Riddlers, the Jokers, and the, you know, every other, the, the penguins, all those characters and the corrals feels like it fits it right in i could totally see a batman the batman 2 being about the corrals i think that's totally plausible it totally
1: fits also hush hush was a major easter egg kind of thrown in there
0: i feel like i don't think you can do hush in a second movie I, i think the reason for that is because you need more characters and there has to be Bruce Wayne as a character has to be built up more. I don't want to, I don't want to get into this like part two, too much stuff there, but there definitely was an obvious hush reference in the middle of the movie, which is cool. Um, I also, I also don't feel like they were, it didn't feel like we talk about like references and Easter eggs and that kind of stuff. There's definitely those things in here, but it never feels like the movie is trying to like lean into those things except for maybe, I guess the, the late cameo at the end of the movie that feels yeah. a little bit on the nose, but other than that, it all feels like it fits just naturally into the, into the, into the movie.
1: Yeah. We <clears throat> like Matt Reeves, like meticulously crafted this whole thing and we are just, you know, on his ride essentially. Right. And it's, it's so refreshing. Cause it's like, uh, it just feels like a real movie. Like, but it's, yes. it's this heightened story, one that we all know, but, uh, we're exploring like a particular time period that, you know, shows these characters kind of at their, their making point. And mm-hmm. it's cool that the villains are like in that scenario around Batman, like the kind of, uh, you know, they wouldn't exist without him type thing. Yes. Uh, and vice versa. Uh, which is super cool. And they, like, they, bo- like they borrow from, uh, year one, obviously long Halloween, but the Arkham games, uh, yeah. there's a lot in here, uh, and the Snyder stuff, um, year one or sorry. Yeah. Year one. Or wait, there's two years. There's, there's, uh, there's a comic he's book. In year, oh, zero, he's in year zero, two, yeah.
0: There's Earth year. There's Earth one and there's zero year, year two. One. Earth one, and, I think they borrow heavy, heavily from.
1: Here. Yeah, for like, Al, for like Alfred's kind of yes. look and, yep. and whatnot.
0: By the way, did, um, do you like Alfred? Did you like the version of Alfred here? I really, I thought Andy Circus's Alfred was really cool. He's not in the movie that much, um, but like what we do get feels like it fits. He's like obviously former bodyguard instead of butler. Which I like as the kind of a switch up there. But right. he,
1: he yeah. like go ahead. I think you're right that he's he's not really in it that much. Uh I think it's clear that his purpose is is right in the middle there when uh Bruce is having doubt yes. uh, from meeting uh our second kind of villain of the of the movie in, in Falcone. That um. Jeremy,
0: that scene with when he's apologizing or he's accusing him of lying to him This is the first yeah.
1: the first bit,
0: and then he's like He's like you don't even like you don't even understand. He is a good man. All this stuff. I thought that scene, that scene crushed me. I thought it was so good. It, the, this movie does such a perfect job of showing you how hurt Bruce Wayne is as a as a person, you know, by the death of his parents. We don't need to see his parents die again. We've seen it a million times. Obviously, that's something that was talked about like so much, maybe too much before this movie came out oh we're not gonna see the parents die again
1: yeah like, and we re- we revisit his the idea of his parents through this conversation yes. with Alfred essentially yeah and you see the, the pain, pain in, in his in his expressions in his whole being there as to like he's put so much time and effort and his soul and everything into this mm-hmm. you know this creation of the Batman to 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 right wrongs and and, and you know seek justice but it's based off like this false kind of identity uh and his what parents his, or
0: what i guess so that's the thing with the, i love that they keep it ambiguous right
1: right it's, it's, because it's, the, it's, it's nice to get the not as uh you know a a beat for beat uh origin mm-hmm. and the murder of of bruce wayne's parents has always been uh like two sides where it could just be joe chill who's right. not connected to anything just you know it just it just happened or there's you know uh you know some, something more behind the scenes, whether it involves right. uh, mob bosses or whatnot.
0: Yeah, and and I I think the duet, like the, the fact that it could be either works yeah, for yeah. this movie really great. Like he's, it it creates stakes with Falcone, right? But it and also and hearing Alfred's
1: hearing Alfred second, and you know he's unsure, but like he, yeah. he you know he says like if you ha- if you don't think I've spent every you know waking second trying to figure it out, like you trust him. Way more than than Falcon. You right. we we're, we're realizing with Bruce that he just he just he, he tried to sell his 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 perspective that you know makes him look like the good guy, but you know Falcone Alfred like kind of basically man, right. says that's not the case.
0: Yeah, and and I, I what I like is that Bruce is he's so vulnerable. You know, like what's his weak spot? It's his parents, right? So he's willing to believe that that's what like what Falcon says at first because he has he doesn't know what's what happened he's he you know it, it, he was just a kid and he doesn't have the context understanding and he still really is emotionally stunted in this movie which i think totally works he doesn't trust anybody really but he has this moment with alfred that's like truly genuine touching they hold hands um he talks about how like you need a <laughs> father he says like you needed a father and i couldn't be that person and i thought like Wow, what a fascinating like I know we've explored these ideas. These are all ideas we've explored in the past, and I think that's true for this entire movie. None of this is 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 wholly new. It's either been explored in the in the comics or in an animated series or um, in a previous live action movie in some way. But the way that they they do it here, it it it's it's concise and it's it's emotionally impactful. I feel like there's this movie's three hours long. I've heard some reviews about it being a little dragging at times. I didn't feel a single second of this movie was was dragging i thought i thought it totally its pace it works perfectly throughout um it's com- constantly driving to this st- a steady drive to this finale um and it doesn't ever pick up the pace which you could argue could be a weakness of the movie like it could maybe use a little bit of some heightened um well i think i think some there's point. some but,
1: truth in uh, just the way this, the the plot kind of goes, like we the Riddler essentially gets sidelined for a good portion, and then during that portion, it's almost like a like you're still thinking of that, but like there's a right. new avenue to go down, and then like Catwoman has to explain her whole thing, and then Falcone is okay. We know he's the bad guy now. We're we're figuring out we're understanding why he's a bad guy. So I think there is a little bit of that there. Like I I don't think it's unwarranted. I think the pacing there is a little off. Um, I I think. I think my second view and I kinda noticed it more. Uh but the first one, I was just so amped up with everything happening, like just absorbing uh, the, every the music is insane. Like the, the main theme
0: Michael G. is Cunt, so
1: emotional G. and yeah. classic and it has like th- all these strings and like this 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 dark like bell what at I, one point, which reminds me of like the animated series. Yes. I love And like I watched an interview where he talked about how like this music needs to th- to sound as if like Bruce Wayne was like hearing it, and like he was also like thinking of the Batman. Like, right? It's like a weird, like you know, approach. At like creating something this that thing.
0: can, like, what a weird. I mean, that's music when you're writing stuff is like, however you can explain it, you know, whatever yeah. works for you, man. It's like, sure. Kind of situation, <laughs> like, but like, I love that it it it's driving, and you can use it, it it in like different ways. One thing that I think is interesting about a a good theme is that it can be used. In, to to you to tell different emotions right or express different emotions right so you can have the like really angry driving version of the theme which you get during the car chase sequence right which is so cool it's like it's the it's the yeah, orchestra it's, at its high it highest. might
1: be you know up there top whatever you know I'd have to go over a list of car chases right. and whatnot but it, I mean it's so. Uh, it's just so slick it's so good like the editing the camera when it's attached to the the body of, of the mm-hmm. batmobile um the the, reveal the, of the just batmobile. i yeah, the, yeah well yeah that is okay and then I, I watched an interview where he matt reeves was explaining that like uh, he wanted the batmobile to feel like genuinely scary Uh, and he, he, he had reference, like a lot of horror elements are are represented in this movie. And with the Batmobile in particular, it's from the, 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 the car horror movie, Christine, um, which is like a killer car or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just when, when that scene was playing out, my jaw was dropped. Um, I, I was blown away by how this was essentially the, the legendary, you know, mythic meeting of, of the penguin and the Batman. So like cool. this is the first time where, you know, he catches him and it's like this crazy dramatic fashion. And you get these iconic uh, shots of the of the Riddler once his car flips. You, we're, we're inside the vehicle and we, we feel him oh, slowly rest upside down. So cool. Then we see the Batman with with that color in the flames upside yeah. down. And then this this super weird to like sideways bat head from Penguin's <laughs> perspective. Yes. And it's, it's like.
0: up. It's yeah. up, which I think is so cool. And it's like that. this is
1: just a quintessential okay, Batman like caught you, now he's gonna bring you in. Like yep. just an iconic meeting uh with these characters. And the I, Batmobile is just so well represented.
0: They make everything look so slick in this movie without without it looking like cheap. You know, yeah. it all
1: feels really cinema. Vitty. I just kept saying cinema the whole time, which is like a, a recurring <laughs> yeah. joke. I mean I, I You like, know, on film Twitter. I
0: don't think we've I don't think we give Matt Reeves you know I I loved most of if not I all do of he's those. A, he is um, a
1: living legend after this movie um, Well
0: I I I agree with you I I feel like I'm I've been talking about um you know great directors who are the great modern directors right now right uh, Denis Villeneuve obviously comes to mind right um but like I I don't think we give Matt Reeves enough credit this is like masterful craftsmanship every yeah. detail has been thought about like they've they've had all they had a lot of time obviously the delay of the because of covid this movie was delayed I, I yeah think which upped the
1: budget i think by a hundred million which is like pretty crazy
0: yeah I, I and they i think it's pretty clear that a lot of the reshoots happened on a soundstage using that kind of
1: star wars pa- um, and pat patented that covid too i think
0: yeah and so they they've used this kind of this new technology a lot of the all those shots for instance on like the the skyscraper where the bat signal is that's all on yeah, the soundstage. yeah it's all
1: it's all uh, but with TV that screens. big
0: with the venue right with these yeah. or the the volume sorry um with these yeah these big LCDs
1: which oh, I, I just think can't wait to see more of this <laughs>
0: the future it's the future of of filmmaking in in yeah. a lot of ways in, in some ways it makes the movie feel a little claustrophobic at times but i think for a batman movie i think that totally is fine you know like you well it just blurs the line here.
1: it just blurs the line so uh just seamlessly like you can't really tell unless you're looking for it.
0: Well the you light I mean? I mean I I knew it was there so I was looking at it but
1: yeah, like that's what I because mean.
0: they have like they have like puddles of water everywhere this movie's co- it's constantly raining um which <laughs> which I think is pretty even funny even like it's rain. just
1: always fucking Well he says in the opening monologue, right? Yeah. Um
0: and so, but, like, in that talk about these shots where they're in these this volume, essentially, the 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 reflections off the puddles look so real because they are. Like they're just reflecting off the screen, and you get these um these amazing reflections that look and off the eyeballs and off of, it just makes things feel
1: real. and there's not um much use of of heavy cG uh, you know, maybe in the in the car chase scene. When he kind of goes up the ramp and the and the the semis are yeah. blowing up and they're all crashing, but I, I saw another interview with Matt Reeves basically saying how he feels like those moments can take you out of a, a movie because you know right. that it's uh, yeah. a, an effects shot essentially. So I, I like that there's yes. there's not much of that because then it really has that that uh, you know tonal effect from like a seven uh, or is even the Zodiac movie like just very grounded. Yes. But it's these fantastical characters and like there are moments where like when uh, when Batman like explode like with the guy when he explodes, it's like he mm-hmm. just takes a bomb to the face. It's like yes. there are little tweaks. You, <laughs> yes. keep, you just bring up his cape and that would shield him and we as Batman fans would be like it's yes. all good. And then That's even when need. he glides around the city, it's like he needs this whole other uh, gadget. Traption thing yeah. and then it's like but it messes up at the end and he limps away
0: that's and like I, there's no
1: like where's the batter like if you threw a couple of batarangs here and there i thought that would have been really sick like in the yes, nightclub maybe that's coming so i love the nightclub coming,
0: scene <laughs> I, <laughs> oh for I, sure I mean, i'm so here's the thing i um I, so back up two things i want to say correct from before um i didn't mention i said well i brought up seven when i was talking about the pre-show they played the trailer for seven in the pre-show to the batman so i thought oh, that was cool. a cool a cool trick that they did at the um at the uh Alamo um and then the other thing was the trailers the trailers gave away so much of this movie and I really wish mm. they had held back like that car chase scene where the where Batman's
1: oh car, yeah, the Batman yeah. comes to like the I flame, wish I hadn't yeah.
0: known about that like I, I yeah think honestly so the much first
1: cool. is that in the first trailer it's in the is second no trailer. it's not because the it's first the trailer episode. was they he put it together uh, and they only shot like a third of the movie. or It something was just like that.
0: essentially that first um, crime scene scene. You know, yeah, that's the, uh, that we saw the
1: boots walking up and like yeah. a little bit of the cowl. But oh, and then we'll, I want to talk about the beginning too. Uh, the beginning yes. of this movie again, just so it is, it yes. is just unbelievable. To, yes. really. Uh, but when there, when he is explaining the vengeance and the shadows, yes, and we get, we get uh, people of Gotham, we get drip head. Uh, thing, which is a call yes. forward, I guess, to the the drug, whatever, uh, and just how everyone they're doing something in Gotham, this huge city that we're getting you know yes. pieces of and visuals of. I can't be. And then when they just that, pan right. to the shadow and like it yes. just lingers, and yes. we're just like the Batman, like it's gonna it's gonna come through. We're gonna well, see his eyes. That.
0: they they start with they show you that he's like we have a signal now, and then it's like oh it's yeah, show, yeah, it cuts to it cuts to these people, it's and then a there's a like, there's a there's a helicopter, and they're being sh- like lit and then they look so up at the helicopter, and then they see not they see past the helicopter, and then they see the bat signal, and then they're and yeah. then they freak out.
1: So it's that is so when I cool. said, uh, in like in my head when I'm watching it, I was like cinema right there. I was like, that is Matt Reeves just just knocking it out of the park, uh, just a perfect intro, uh, and I love the paint can rolling uh, oh, into the shadows. Yes, and then and then I, I, someone I, runs by really quick, but it's almost like a. It's almost like a capy like uh, silhouette, so yes. it's like it gives you like that horror kind of scared jump almost that it could they, be Batman like swooping out of nowhere.
0: You mentioned horror elements; they use that strings like the, the sound oh, from a horror gosh, movie
1: yes. with the crazy
0: sound. I don't yeah. know how to do it without sounding dumb, but very Arkham, that it's, they uh, use ish. that sound so often. I think it's so effective to to channel traditional mm-hmm. horror tropes into a Batman movie, and including that beginning setup where it's like Batman becomes this creature of the night, essentially, mm-hmm. which is always you can't be everywhere about. at once. Oh, they always talk about it. It's like, oh yeah. yeah. Right. But this is the first time they ever show you, yes. right? Show. Don't tell, right. They've always tell us about it, but this, they actually show us. This is what the yeah. criminals react. And by the way, the visual style of Gotham in this opening shot is so cool. And right. the, the villains or they these kind of criminals. The hoods, they call them are so cool because, um, they look like they're right out of the Arkham games. They look like thugs yeah. right out of the Arkham games. Just and a gang or whatever. Especially the, the the dude with the the mask who grabs that convenience store. Yeah. I thought that was like the, the coolest looking thug scene I've ever <laughs> and he gets hit by that car and he like yeah, runs like away. Yeah, the, the
1: fear yeah. like it it showed yeah. what the the power of the tool of fear is mm-hmm. in those moments with the stringy music raining yep. it's dark you have, you have no idea where this guy yes. is but you see you see the 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 signal in the sky and then when we finally get the reveal it's like we we're looking down this long dark hallway yeah and we just hear his boots and it's like it's just it's a wild uh you know shot at just showing this iteration of batman for the first time the first and then he time proceeds we see to just robert kick pattinson their, their ass the,
0: <laughs> the first time right. we see robert pattinson in the movie is batman and i think that's really powerful. I think that's that is not the case in almost any of these Bat, over Batman movies. It's typically we see Bat, you know, Bruce Wayne first, and I think that's a shame. And and I, this movie, in fact, so much so that it cuts away from moments where you think you'd you, you'd be in scenes with Bruce Wayne. They're like, no, we're not even going to show you that. We're just going to cut to the next.
1: Yeah, and I out. was I was just gushing when there was a cut and it was like a door opening. From where we're inside and we see two flashlights and it's Gordon and Batman.
0: Yes. I
1: couldn't believe that it was happening. That they were finally (laughs) together. Yes. Walking, you know, just... And their relationship is... Perfect. Just pitch. It's pitch perfect, perfect, in my opinion. The trust that they have. I love, like, we've never really uh, thought about, like, um, the the GCPD and the other police officers and what they would really think. If this, yes, you know, quote unquote, that, freak show would would show up yes. and like, this is a we don't know who action. this guy is. He's <laughs> yeah, a vigilante. Exactly. Like, why do? But then right. they hear the stories. They're like, oh, Gordon trusts him, kind of. And it's like they just let him on the crime scene, but like they're making fun of him. And yes. like, like that walk when he's like walking away from us, and after he, he's called a freak, it looks like yeah. it's from the Arkham games or something. Like you get this towering Batman. Dragging he, his cape along,
0: they do a really good job of making Robert. Pa- I don't know how tall Robert Pattinson bigger. is in real life. But yeah, that's what I was
1: trying to bigger. allude to earlier. Was that you're kind yeah. of battling with his, with what you know of his physicality, and it, does it really represent like what the the Batman from the Arkham games would look like? It's like no, but, it's a I bit mean, different. The Batman
0: from the Arkham games is too is
1: almost too big. It's more of a, it's, like, it's like, like the Ben Affleck uh, yeah. archetype of, of that size, right?
0: And this feels more grounded in the sense that like that he looks like a real person. Uh, Marcos, by the way, mentioned earlier, and I, I wanted to wait till we brought it up, but he mentioned how he loved Jeffrey Wright's performances. Gordon, I oh. loved it as well. I and love I the shot where we're theory.
1: following the bat his back, and we we're walking to the crime scene. It's super slow. Yes. I don't know if you remember that one. It's I just I don't know why I just adore those those little shots that they really sl- throws really like, throughout.
0: They're not shy at just lingering and spending time on looking at Batman mm-hmm. in costume, and I feel like that is such a we always in the i don't know in these last movies that were you know where we have batman it's like so few and far between we have to like freeze frame oh look look how cool batman looks here right this movie is like no 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 we're going to spend like a full 30 seconds just looking at batman looking at a piece of paper you know, mm-hmm. and you could argue that that's boring. I disagree. I think you
1: know, I, just I disagree. disagree. I think looking at a piece of paper is <laughs> <Yeah>. not boring.
0: <laughs> like, no, because they're solving <laughs> problems like they're solving crimes. He's being a detective, right?
1: Yeah,
0: you're looking there. You have the um. they're like, OK, we're going to show his eyes. We're going to do the painted black thing. I'm fine with that because the, the, the visual storytelling you can do with Pattinson's eyes, his eyes carry so much weight in this movie, I think. He's yeah. there, there, They really the show up punch. white
1: within the the look of it too, to yeah. really give it like that classic comic book look. Mm-hmm. Uh, um,
0: yeah. I Marcos also says here right, he's like I died when Gordon said he pulled his like to pull his punch. <laughs> he says he did. I thought that was so funny. Uh, yeah. He's like I did pull I did pull my punch. Um, yeah, there's like
1: a good amount of like uh, humor, humor in here that doesn't feel like a, a person was paid to make to, to, to write, like that's up. good at, yeah to write it essentially. Mm-hmm. Everything it's just Matt Reeves being, in being intelligent within within his script. Yes, to, it's to because it humor. fits
0: in the world. It feels yeah. natural. The, like, it's a funny penguin, thing. The
1: penguin wobble when they forget him or whatever. Yes. Right? That's funny. I also... That whole scene is
0: funny to me because, like, he's like, he's like, look at my partner. And he's like, come on, what are you doing? What are you
1: showing me? Oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> uh, I and mean, then he's like, wake up. Or Gordon yells, wake <laughs> up or something. Or he's like, open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about
0: the i think okay we're talking about performances i mean we might as well talk about uh colin farrell i you know
1: wow dude taryn didn't even know colin farrell was in the movie I, she was like huh? she's like that because i was watching like a panel on youtube yeah. of all the actors like an interview and yeah. she's like what is colin farrell doing there <laughs> 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 i saw so i was
0: watching it with my girlfriend also and i was like the second he appears on screen i was like that's colin farrell she's like what? okay
1: She's like, what are you? It's like, what? No. And what an iconic intro to his character and his meeting with yes. the Batman. Yes. This amazing just, nightclub scene where Batman just uh, walks in there. You know, which Jeremy. is, we've seen that in the Dark Knight. Oh, we've seen that in the Dark Knight. I think there's a club scene in there where Christian Bale kicks ass.
0: Which I always, I always think about where he's like, she's like, I can't hear myself think. Or like, I can't even hear even myself talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's like, what makes you think I want to hear you talk? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: which I think is obviously a great scene. I, yeah. Like anytime the Batman is in a nightclub or like a, where there's like flashing lights and like... Mm-hmm any strobe lighting of any kind. And all the it, physicality it,
1: it and motion here is, is very good. Like, There's not mm-hmm. like, ooh, that looks iffy. That was like a stunt double or something. I, it looks like he's holding his own. It's, it's re- know pretty cool. I know
0: they use stunt doubles constantly, but mm-hmm. I can't tell when it's Couldn't happening. Couldn't tell here. And I love that they're also not afraid. Like This is what I was talking about before when I was talking about The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins, which are great, Batman movies, like the Batman Begins, especially, um, is underrated. I think in comparison to Dark Knight, just generally speaking, um, which is obviously elevated by the Joker's performance and all that kind of stuff. But the biggest issue with those movies, and it, you could argue, I don't know, Nolan wasn't interested in that stuff as necessarily as much. He was really more interested in exploring the character from like a psychological standpoint. But the combat was so. Fucking lame. Like, I I challenge you to go back to those movies and watch the fight sequences, and it's like you will be blown away by how like (laughs) stiff and and and.
1: Yeah, but I think there. I I think you're right, but I think you know. Let's say in the time as it it was playing Mm -hmm, out, mm -hmm. it felt like Batman was a bit more technical than we've ever seen him approach fights. Uh, We also have it mixed in with Bruce Wayne when he. Uh, he like, he dismantles that shotgun at one point. Yeah. Um, it, it was like those movies in particular, there was a lot of, it was a lot of Christian Bale doing a really good, uh, playboy millionaire, Bruce Wayne, yes. but then flipping the switch t- to where he's Batman and like, you know he goes down that escape or into that escape room and ignores those people yes uh, which is a super funny moment so (laughs) yes yes it is i just also want to say i don't want to be a part of like the hate train that is happening for the movies i think no i I agree i think no matter what i think no matter what it's you know you're, you're it's gonna invite uh comparisons in every iteration i think that's completely fair yes uh i just i don't have too many glaring like things that i that I, like, would like to, like, you know, I'm um, first at right. saying and pointing this out. I think... Which that, I see that's happening out there.
0: Yeah, there, that is happening a lot. And like I said before, we don't have to tear down the Nolan movies to raise this one up. It, it invites the most direct comparisons because they're both trying to be grounded versions of the character, I think. And I think right? The
1: Dark Knight more... Obviously more so. More so. But I, I, I think yeah. with with Nolan and, and just everything that, that it brings, I feel like those movies, it, it had a, a really, you know, big kind of epic felt like like grand sense yes you know what i mean and i and i feel like for me this movie even though it like I, I just love it so much there's there's a missing feeling a little bit <sighs> of it i don't see nothing and about uh, that. that's why i don't I, I i i can see the love shown or shown towards in the all movies through the right. the hate that i i can still feel that kind of that that, well, that feeling
0: uh, yeah, and I think that's totally fair. I, and I, what's interesting is that I think some people would say that this movie's trying to be more grounded than the Nolan movies are, and I think that's an interesting like debate you can have, like wh- wh- who's trying to
1: be more grounded or whatever. I think. Well, what do you think is the case? Because I think it's, I think it's the opposite. But there's the technique of of how it's filmed and how it's shown. It's gives it that sense of ground. It's uh, really
0: hard to describe, but I think what makes. The Nolan movies feel more "quote unquote" grounded. Is that the loca- like the actual physical location of Gotham feels like a real place in the real? And place, they're
1: explaining right? everything. Well, yeah, that's like, true. Everything <laughs> is explained. They're they're like
0: here's how your here's how your batsuit works. Here's what your Batmobile yeah. is. Here's a, like
1: that's true. Um, like really and, uh, honing in on like the like if you had this much money and, and you lived right. in Chicago or whatever, like this is what it kind of looks like.
0: Yeah, and so I think that it it makes it feel more grounded in the real world. What I like about this version of the character is that it feels grounded in the comic book world. Yes, in the sense correct. that like you have real. a Gotham that feels like a unique place that is not in our real world, right? And um and a Whoa. character that fits into that place yeah. in a in a natural way that doesn't that wouldn't necessarily work in a like if you had a place like Gotham in the real world of character like Batman or a person like Batman would fit into that place in the real world but it because we don't have that it always feels like a stretch whereas here it's like okay you you've created a Gotham that's compelling I love that the bank of Gotham is being um, spray painted it says broke on the mm-hmm. I think that's like that's a really great shorthand to explain what the kind of
1: yeah situation yeah. is in Jeffrey e. Wright actually explained in an interview where like he he was giving a lot of credit to to Reeves and, and the whole team like mm-hmm on modernizing gotham and in a way a lot of what they show here is representative of of like you know america or certain parts of it today so there is a little bit of that connective tissue where it seems feels like it could be a real place that it would exist or or could Mm -hmm. slowly decay into the worst possible scenario yeah uh so i think that i think they achieved like that's how i view it
0: right but so you know back to your original question like it feels Grounded in in that sense, but what I love about this Batman is that it nothing here feels supernatural. Or, but at the same time, there's these these larger than life elements. When he survives the blast to the face, right? Like Mm -hmm. no one should, no one would survive that. You know, if you're standing right in front of a person with a bomb attached to their face, you're Mm going to die. So, like, and then he, and it's so much so that he wakes up and he doesn't even have a scratch on his face. Like that kind (laughs) of stuff. That kind of stuff it feels larger. That feels comic booky, right? But it always feels like comic booky in a Batman comic that doesn't have any of the other Justice League members in it, right? It's just just detective comics. It's Batman doing his shit. And there's going to be elements that don't feel quote unquote real, but they feel real to this world. And that's what I love about this movie. First time ever felt that way. It feels so, Jeremy, it feels so. I get tingles thinking about it because it's the first time I've ever felt like, oh, wow, someone finally fucking gets it. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to do. They're you know a version they're doing bat they're just doing Batman, you know yeah, with, um,
1: a I, of, I in, really with a lot of with a lot of like uh, influences that that make sense yeah. uh in terms of yeah, all the storylines from, he's pulling from yeah. and then the aesthetic of movies like seven and and zodiac and we haven't really even talked about the Riddler, but holy cow, like just yeah. the 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 mystery and the intrigue surrounding him as it's building it's it's so good and and like just the his his uh just the way he does his dialogue and like mm-hmm. uh, it's so fascinating and eerie and like there's even a, a pretty funny moment when he's like doing the live webcam yes he's like uh, thanks thing. guys thanks I, for coming I, I like that was funny but then even when he just like said like hello like super obnoxiously and like <laughs> right, just right. like a selfie video i just like it's it's supposed to be like this really sick like dark moment but like I don't I know why. Know I just laughed at it. No,
0: I think they know that's funny. I think, they, yeah. I think they're in on that joke. Because it's I a call to something so in, in our, in our life, I guess. He's terrifying in the sense that he feels like a real psychopath. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, this is a person that you could see really, like, influencing people in a real way. And, I, and I, by the way, I like that they definitely touch on that at the end of the movie where it's like, no, 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 it's, he's not just acting on his own. He's influenced a whole group of people to act on his behalf. They're all dressing up like him. I think that's really cool. Uh, yeah, that was a cool. But I, that
1: was like basically like the the climax of like, yeah, you know your your final fight or whatever. I would
0: say that that final fight isn't that much cooler than any of the other fights that happen in the movie. Yes,
1: I think that's why I think that's why maybe some people, uh, you know, feel that drag that dragginess a little I bit. I
0: suppose. I, and and I, then
1: that's I, also I'm part of the too. reason why my like feeling of like the you know that specialness like it's still it's definitely very special but like the that Dark Knight level of epicness it doesn't like hit at the ending for me uh, especially with the Joker kind of uh, yeah thing. it's I, a it's it's a little unfortunate but it's not really because this movie is is, is, is it's gonna get sequel like I can't wait yes. like that's like easily my most anticipated uh, <laughs> yeah, you know absolutely. thing it, it's again like close. ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, what What are they going to do now? I, You know, I had posted, there was a tweet that was um, from one of the people from the uh, Blank Check podcast. So there was like a whole thread under that. And I had just, you know, I was just going through commenting on Batman stuff as kind of people were mm-hmm. posting it. And this is kind of what I was talking about, the fun of the Twitter side of stuff is that it's mostly positive and people being like, oh, isn't this cool? What would this be like? Or, you know, that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, I would love to see a grounded version of Mr. Freeze in this world and like a, um, a, that, you know, that, that real Batman, the animated series version of the character. That's very, uh, that has like an emotional, gra- emotionally grounded story to tell, um, about Nora and, 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 all that kind of Nora, um, and, and all that kind of stuff. I, and I would love to see them slowly ramp into more fantastical villains. Now, the, I think you know, part of that, that thread was that it's, because of the grounded nature of this movie, it's self-limiting in the types of villains it can use. It's like, is it really going to touch on, is it really gonna do poison Ivy? Is it really going to do Mr. Freeze? Is it really going to do anything in that kind of vein? I think it could. If, if you do it right, this is the, yeah. And that's the thing. It's the, here, thing. It's the like, creation of these characters, right?
1: Yeah. And, and Matt Reeves like took just heavy inspiration for these, you know, 80 year old characters, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all dug his take, right? Like with, um, yeah. The Kurt Cobain like you know type of Bruce Wayne Batman yep. like dealing with that whole stuff and the Zodiac with the Riddler, um, uh, like there at one point they were going to um they were going to do a spinoff show about the Gotham PD. Gotham PD. And, and Matt called. Reeves recently revealed in in an in interview that that's kind of put on hold, and it's essentially transitioned to like an Arkham a horror-esque type, uh, series. Jeremy, so I, feel I like, love that idea. Yeah. I so I feel it. like with every, cause everyone's like pitching their villains and who they want to see. And like everyone's saying right. Mr. Freeze, obviously because of, uh, you know, we haven't really seen that, uh, you know, Not be since Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But we've seen it, you know, well done in the Arkham games. And then even, uh, with Snyder and Capullo in, in their run, like, yes. you know, Mr. Freeze was a, a cool part of that. um, but I think with this Arkham series, you know, we can kind of just see who's there and like, you know, just visit, you know, Well even so, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are in this movie, right? Is that is is, is twins, that correct? The twins, the twins, isn't that like I, a representation of like that, what they is that would who be? That
0: are I don't know. So I don't. Well, they don't, were
1: just so dumb, right? They were just. Wearing like, those, they have a striped. Sh- I think they wear a striped shirt, right? They have a um, dumb smile. I think and, so. For me, I feel like that's definitely worth. Sure,
0: I, I think that's. I, I think there's a lot of really cool, like. Just little subtle things. They have they established the twins. They've kind of cleared the board of the Marones and the Falcone and the Falcone. So it's like that's kind of the organized crime side of things is kind of over, which I appreciate. Now we can kind of get into the supervillain part of Batman's career. Which yeah, I
1: and they appreciate. allude to that at the beginning with Catwoman and all that stuff. Uh, okay. At the end, just kind of how like the state of Gotham. What's it going to be like now? Well, and. Open you know, season basically. They
0: made a they made a I you know, I, I commented in that same thread I was talking about before about how you know there's a there's a very compelling storyline that you can tell about escalation of of you know a weapons, an arms race type of scenario, whereas Batman at Batman's presence creates bigger criminals, right? And that yeah. they touch on that in this movie, but they also touch on that in the Dark Knight um with the Joker. He 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 is created by Batman. That's a story element there. But I think I don't think that precludes you from reusing that story element here. So now that Riddler's off the table, who's the next supervillain that that the Batman helps "quote unquote" create? Because what's always interesting about both Spider-Man's villains and Batman's villains is a lot of yeah. the times what the, the the villains are created out of mistakes that Batman or Bruce Wayne has made. Right? Mm-hmm. I love that you know that a lot of the times with with Mister Freeze, it's oh you know the Waynes are cutting your funding. You know, that's part of like, that's a kind of an interesting kind of side effect, (laughs) right? Or like those types of, those types of kind of things become, um, they escalate, right? And then that's how you get into this world. Either way,
1: you know, um reeves you know went all out with this this movie like it can stand on its own right yep. it doesn't it could it could exist like this and we'd all look back fondly of it and all that stuff but mm-hmm. it's getting more but clearly you know i don't think he's gonna want to overreach himself i think he's gonna focus on a trilogy of yep. movies with these actors are all gonna sign on penguin you see more of him. Catwoman, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he'll gordon. you know work something yeah gordon he'll work something out with with hbo max and warner brothers in in terms yeah. of uh the either the gcpd show or the arkham whatever yeah. but i'm just very curious for him and his whole meaning and like uh you know bruce wayne batman's journey how is he represented in the second movie what villain uh, makes right. the most sense to expose that or whatever and then the third one right which i think the third one should be the court of owls i think i feel like if I they feel can like it could,
0: ooh, that's interesting. I think you could do the Court of Owls second. Second, yeah. Yeah. And the reason for that is because I think this movie establishes this concept of the the Waynes and the Arkhams as being these founding fathers of the right. city. It's, Which is from Earth One,
1: essentially. Right.
0: And then it also and then of course so the Court John. of Owls also has the uh the um the or well, not the pennyworths, the cobblepots as another kind of third element of that. Um, and
1: then the Dick it, Grayson uh, lineage.
0: Right. So you have, you kind of create, I, I don't know if they'll introduce Robin into this. I think it would be cool if you
1: did. But well, I think they there. alluded to that. Like the, I think, oh, well, I heard reason another, another podcast or whatever, uh, talking about how if he was going to do Robin, like he would really have to, uh, showcase how that would work and find some sort of emotional, uh, right. you know, thing there to latch on to. And I think we got a little bit of that with, with Bruce when he kind of oversees the child, Yes, who we see, you know, gets his dad gets murdered from the beginning. Yes, uh, it's it's very cool seeing him. Um, uh, just again, not really, not speaking to him, right? Just, 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 just looking you at him, exuding time there's, every time all these. A, you know, an
0: alone, a, one small young boy by themselves. He just stares <laughs> yeah. at them. It's so. It's really. It's funny, but at the same time, it's like I. It's it's funny in retrospect, but at the time, it's like right. oh wow, that actually. It actually really hit me emotionally. Like, this is a person who's like
1: exactly. So how does person? so yeah. how does Reeves you know introduce that and just run with it? Like actually investing uh, in so, the story. to Get around. so I think the Robin would be more likely in the third one than if movie. anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's what it's like. If you're gonna do Robin, you'd you'd have to. If you're gonna do it in the third, it's like, is it almost too late to introduce Robin? I f- that almost feels again like Batman and Robin, where you'd. You're bringing him in at the very end,
1: which is. And they have weird. the they have the one uh, character in the gang, right? Who like clearly is like you know, doesn't want to be a part of this gang, oh, yeah. right? So, With the By half the way, face. he's
0: he's from Titans, by the way, which is yeah, so he's funny. Tim.
1: I think he's Tim Drake, and uh, he's Tim in Drake in Titans. And, Titans yeah.
0: and I've been watching that off and on because I'm just like, I want more DC stuff. So sure I turn it on every once in a while, and I was like, oh, they killed Hawk, and I was like, that sucks. But I was like, oh, <laughs> because he's Jack Reacher now.
1: my goodness you should listen to him on the the michael rosenbaum podcast oh yeah is he good yeah Yeah, it's just a cool a fascinating story and like his his perspective is cool um
0: but anyway like back to what i was saying i think you could tell the 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 that code of owls story second and the reason for that is because it allows you to further explore bruce's character in a in like a background setting and like really dive into the background of of Bruce and his and and his family, and that's already been a setup here, and it can be told as a solo story, I think, really easily without having to bring in like a lot of other extra characters in. And then mm-hmm. for the third movie, you can really blow it up and like, okay, you've cleared out the city of all its corruption, quote unquote, you know, the the systemic corruption, and now you have some sort of you either have a face off with the Joker or you have some sort of like. I, I think the Riddler's going to be
1: back. I think it's going to be yeah. huge. It's just a huge thing. And and I think I think they have the confidence like and the knowingness to really plant the seeds, especially in the second one, and then just nail it in the third. Um,
0: but then where do you go gonna from have, like so we know for sure there's gonna be three, right? I think this is a I think a, a yeah, I it would draw, be right?
1: just another crime if we didn't get any more of this for sure.
0: Yeah, I so you know, there's gonna for sure these three. I think he's you know, Matt Rees already said he's not interested
1: in the penguin show. Story too
0: yeah so i and i think by the way if you're going to call a show if it's going to be built around arkham you just call it arkham asylum i I would be shocked if it's not called that you know what i mean so um we can dive into that in a second but i think this character he matt reeves talks about he's not interested in telling a story of this batman in a larger dc world okay fair enough no yeah DC he, might he feel does, differently yeah.
1: <laughs> no he well, he's you know? he said like you know i'm like it's like a famous quote where he's basically right. like i get you want me to do this but i'm gonna do it this way if you don't like that like that's I'm that's leaving. also cool right like yeah. it wasn't like a you know they really wanted him right like yeah because at well, first he was, was have... gonna just direct ben affleck in whatever script that was yeah but then it all and then a bunch of shit happened obviously and then he was yeah. able to just kind of hone in on what he would bring to the table growing up with batman reading it in the 70s and stuff like that right. so
0: and well, and I think you know, like I said, like DC might want something different or whatever. Warner Brothers came out and said this movie's a right. success. We believe in filmmakers' visions, <laughs> yeah. which I'm sure. Toby very- Emmerich,
1: the 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 guy at the top of it all, like literally right. came out and said that. So yeah. crazy.
0: Which I think is, I think obviously is funny. Maybe maybe a little, maybe a little on the nose for those who've been like. Championing for for Snyder yeah. stuff for a while and wanting his vision, but
1: well, it's just yeah. And then like those like what you see on that side it's like yeah the mer- the discovery mergers happening and like all these articles around the success of the Batman are touting those people's names, like right. they have anything to do with it. Like it's just <laughs> right, like literally right. Matt Reeves and all these right. great people. He's like, just, man,
0: this guy's been on like he's just been on an island. If the sense I get is that Matt Reeves has been on an island making this movie and knowing mm-hmm. it's been it's going to be good and just saying like trust me. And then, yeah for five years yeah and he's like don't worry it's gonna be good and it turns out it fucking was really fucking good yeah. like i want to see this movie again and again and again and again and i can't wait to get it on home video because
1: there I, might even be a four-hour cut
0: <laughs> i i don't know what that even looked like because there's so like i feel like this movie doesn't really i think that would be more
1: Catwoman. Table. i think it'd be more Catwoman and falcone if anything
0: probably i you know here's the thing i'm, I'm more bruce about, wayne because we I haven't talked some... about
1: Cut we haven't talked offense. about
0: Zoe Kravitz and Selena Kyle, and we haven't talked about John Turturro and Carmine Falcone. But let's talk about Selena Kyle for a minute. I love Zoe Kravitz's performance here. It's so understated. It's subtle. Um, I I don't I hate saying it without sounding like a weird creep, but it has a, there's a, a lot of sexiness to it, which I think is really key to the character of Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know was a, a major component of it in The Dark Knight Rises as well. I just, I just thought it felt, it was, it felt equally as grounded as the Batman character, and it, and they're like, we're not going to describe anything. Yeah, she's just really good at acrobatic stuff. She's just a good, <laughs> yeah. Like it's like we don't need to. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's Catwoman, sure. Well, right? uh, her first
1: cats. kind of, you know, suit up and meeting with Batman yeah. is is incredible. That was another sequence where my jaw was dropped.
0: I oh, couldn't yeah. believe
1: that Catwoman and Batman were like dancing essentially with they his, were, his oh. cape was so yes. cool looking how yes. it was just like fluttering around. He was throwing it kind of. Yes. And then how he landed up on top of her. And then yes. when he like kind of, when he's covering her mouth and holding her close. Yeah. It uh, Unbelievable shot. Chemistry, like it's Jeremy, straight out of the uh, comics.
0: I think the, comistry, the chemistry between Zoe Kravitz. Comic-street. Comic, yeah, we invented a new term. The chemistry is so on. It's so good. Like it's, it's you could cut it with a knife. It's it's mm-hmm. like, there's, it's it's palpable. It's on the screen. And i i've seen i've seen people out there saying that they had no chemistry at all, and I don't know what movie they watched. Um, no.
1: But like, well, it, it's because their characters are both like they're clearly both like fighting for something and like want right. something. And It's just it's really cool to see them bounce off each other because they have the one sequence when they're working together, right? Like, mm-hmm. clearly, she wants something more than he does. When oh, by when the she way, Jeremy, I love
0: that sequence when he's in her ear and she's in the club. I thought I was like, that's right out of a video game, and I think that's the coolest yeah. shit. I like. I, the con- the
1: contact lens is pretty crazy. That's yes. I think that's out of Snyder's Snyder's book. Uh, or, it, okay, In Capullo.
0: It's it's, it's so cool like the gadgets it's cre- it's like the her.
1: creepy version of batman though right because he's like he has to like obsessed <laughs> yes, over yes. every single you know minor also, detail
0: i like this idea that like she like looks at that person and he's like he's like no look again and he's like she's like, <laughs> like could you just pause it and get like i clearly saw that there was yeah. a clear couldn't you just and then it,
1: and then it's peter skarsgård who we, i didn't think we yes. knew was in this movie no i didn't see him in the trailer yeah and uh, he's he, so good. <laughs> he just, how he is just, he so good at acting?
0: I don't, he <laughs> I don't know, but he's just like playing this like wimpy. He's like, he's the DA, right? And what I like is that you set up the possibility for a new DA, which obviously opens up the room for a, you know, a new modern version of two face, which I think would also be, would fit. but really I mean, well we had,
1: world. you know, we had that in the dark Knight as well, which was, yeah, but we, he was good. only
0: the two face. He was only two face for like, Five minutes at the end of that movie, you know what I mean? When like, was that
1: time you watched that movie?
0: Uh, it's been a while. He's he's yeah. not Two faced for very long.
1: He gets. I just he gets felt like he, he's a major part of the movie, though. It's, the, it's those three.
0: Yeah, like it's, he it is, doesn't. he doesn't need deep.
1: to. He doesn't need to be Two faced for right, it to He's be Harvey like, Dent
0: for most of the movie, and then he's Two faced yes. for like the last act, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: um, which is cool to I'm, see, though. What I'm saying is, I think there be there's room for a really cool version of a modern Two Face in this world sure. or at least even maybe a, a second movie where you have Harvey Dent just be Harvey Dent for the whole movie.
1: Right. I think if and we see it too, it's going to be in the, in the courtroom and it's going to be, you know, one of the, mm-hmm. uh, I don't forget which, which mom, it's, uh, it's, it, it. it's,
0: it's, it's uh, Maroni in the comic. Yes. Yeah, Mar- Mar- he's yeah. dead already in this, in this, right? Right. well, or no, he's not dead. He's just busted. I don't know if we know if he's dead or not.
1: I, I love in Batman dead. forever. Like there's like, you can see on the TV, like that happening. Right, like, they like show that like a glimpse, and you see Batman like trying to like lunge, and like he's like in the courtroom. Like, <laughs> yeah. but can you imagine? It's like Batman those like and those Batman. real moments in those movies yeah. that we yeah. never got, but then we get those in this movie like everywhere. Yes, and it's just like somehow it works. But then some people think it's like grounded and realistic, and then some people it's, think it's like fantastical. It's not, it's
0: not at all. Like, this isn't this movie is not realistic. There's nothing no. realistic about Batman. It's just no, it just fits the world, and so. Back to Peter Sarserad for a second. I just love his, like, he's kind of, like, broken. He's, like, he knows he's sold his soul and he doesn't know how to...
1: Yeah, he's just, like, drunk out. and just, like, lost yeah. and just, like, trying to have a good time when it, when he's first, you know, yeah. introduced.
0: Well, and he's, like... And he's taught... He just looks so desperate. Like, he just wants connection and he... But he also and, seems and harmless, he, too. Well, he. I mean, he, yes, because he he's completely just completely harmless. Who, he's yeah. a lawyer who gets paid 10, 10 grand a month to turn the other way. That, and also, I noticed
1: uh, the second time when Catwoman or Selina Cow Cal, like calls for a mm-hmm. cab, it's like a really old school like yes, uh, you know 80s, car yes from like you know what you always expect from Gotham. But then like yes. you see Gordon, he's in like a brand new twenty twenty two yes uh, cruiser or, or uh, yes. you know like our cop like cars Ford, here, which that like Ford,
0: cool. I think it's like Ford like style cop car. It's the yeah, um, it's yeah, like yeah, Focus or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, it's, which is funny.
0: I I but I, that's what's so good about this is that it can it can just do whatever it needs to do. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, John Peter Sarsgaard, his car is like an Audi. She gets into like a, a an eighties uh, Crown Royal Crown Royal, and like mm-hmm. um, there's and then meanwhile Batman's car looks like it's maybe from that same era. So it's like yeah. it's got all these kind of and it, then it modern uh when it needs to be an old when it needs to be
1: with fun. Reeves with the like the film or whatever like he he like did some sort of thing like scanning double negative yeah it through this to like read achieve this too. like 70s look which is pretty crazy
0: did you so i i read about that and i thought i don't i don't know if that's necessary <laughs> you know what i mean like there's all this work that they did that where they basically like they ran it through. They
1: put it back on film. Essentially, they put it
0: back on film and then which I think it into is digital.
1: super smart. We can tell when it's digital and when it's on yes, film. Yes, we can. The film is a dying art. We've talked about this before. It mm-hmm. it, it gives it gives the cinema like movie grittiness. quality, like grittiness and cohesiveness. When it's digital, it's like they shot that with an iPhone. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, I mean, so that's what I'm saying is I feel like so they go through this whole process to make it look more 70s, and I don't really feel like it looks that 70s. This is a very modern-looking movie to me in in
1: most ways. Um, yeah, it won't be till people start, like, screen capturing certain I- imagery and, and comparing yeah. it to, like, uh, movies of the seventies. Cause I think there is a lot of cinematography that that's pretty similar. I've seen people compare it to already. Well, yeah, there's, it's um, just
0: really like slow. They don't, like, like I said, they're not, they don't cut quickly. They're, they, they do long takes generally yeah, it's speaking. about the
1: actors and yeah. stuff. Like it's, it's, it's yeah. just refreshing and like just so good to just like, I, I remember thinking too, like, I can't believe that there's like two more hours of this. Yes, you know I mean, know. I can't wait to see what the, like what the riddle really looks like. I love how they, they keep him like kind of secret um, his reveal is amazing when they had that shot of his head sideways and like he's smiling.
0: I, well, I mean, I think Paul Dano, I mean, I don't have a long history with Paul Dano as an, as an actor. I don't really know.
1: He's in there name. will be blood. He's a I'm looking at his cra- coming in there. right
0: now, but I just like he, and he's in looper. He's in, I mean, a lot of stuff. He's Swiss army man. A lot of stuff. I have Okja. He's in a oh, lot yeah, of stuff. I, is a big one. Yeah. He, he's, He doesn't jump off the screen at me, but I I just think his performance he he does he has that conversation with Batman, which I think is really cool, and we can talk about it when but the interrogation scene where Batman feels like the jig is up. He's like, okay, they figured out he figured out who I am, and now I just need to. He just wants to get you know vengeance, whatever, right? Um, and there's he has this whole conversation. He does it, you know, Bruce way oh you know, man like this, that's all so this, crazy like, i love it and it's like his constant like changing of pitch and tone and, and
1: everyone's it. listening at that moment right like it's yep. not just them well he looks is, up is at, he
0: looks up at the camera and he sees it's being recorded oh and yeah, I, yeah what i love about it is that he's trying to be uh, he's trying to not reveal any ticks right
1: yeah yeah don't we look- know that like okay Batman wouldn't he knows to just keep keep cool but right. we can tell that he's like freaked out that he's he knows, super
0: nervous but he can't yeah. do anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, I know so he's like he glances at the camera you know that Paul Dano notices this stuff mm-hmm. when he references Bruce Wayne Um, he cuts back to Batman and his face does a little twitch mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that and this is something I caught the second screening I, I get the impression I don't know if you if you feel this way but that um, he he does know that Batman's Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't want to reveal it. He cho- he's choosing oh, to yeah. hold that information himself. Yeah,
1: because his plan is so still cool. there's so much more to his plan still. Right at that point, well, like I, he- it's, it,
0: I mean, yeah, but he doesn't necessarily. Like, he doesn't care about that. He what he says at the scene is that he's like he's like everyone is trying to unmask you, but they uh, they miss the point, right? Yeah, and I and or you know, I I. Because he's blending in this idea that I know who you are, but I'm not going to say that I know because he says, oh, Bruce Wayne, the only one we didn't get, right? He's like, and then mm-hmm. there's that kind of like relaxed. He's like, oh, my like, okay, he doesn't know who I am. But it's like, mm-hmm. he for sure does. And he chooses not to reveal it because he likes the mystery, which is, by the way, similar. This is something out of the comics. Riddler always figures out who Batman is. That's like, yeah. it's not that hard to figure out. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're halfway smart in that world, you could figure it out. And so I love that, and I love that they have that conversation. They touch on all these things that the the movies never fucking bothered to deal with, which I think has always been the biggest mistake about these Batman movies, which is that like the the duality between Batman and Bruce Wayne is fascinating. They always touch on it, but they never do it well enough. They talk about the idea that like, listen, I understand you. What I'm looking at right now is the true version of you. You know, this is stuff that we know from the comic books all the time, right? You know, he thinks of himself as Batman. It's the true version of himself, and that Bruce Wayne is the is the, the facade. Something that's yeah. It.
1: Riddler even says that in this
0: yeah. In and it's like it's like why have we waited so long for movies
1: to explore yeah, this like, concept? Yeah, the, those lines are understand. like straight like straight ripped out of like Arkham or the comics. Yes. It's insane. Yeah. Even when Batman's response, where he's like, "You're sick. You're twisted. Right. Like you're upset. Like it's just like whatever." You remember that line where he's just like, yeah. He's like, "You're you're no like one's psychological... gonna remember
0: you. You're gonna die in this in here, and you're no one's." Yeah. And, you know, and you're you're a psychopath. You're a twisted because it's him, it, it's him trying to Batman trying to like it, it, he's lashing out in a yeah. way that's like he's normally punching people in the face, but he can't do that here, so he has yeah. to do it like verbally, and it mm-hmm. feels really weak from a like for Batman. It's like it's like you would stoop to that kind of this level. It's like you're you know you we've done nothing together. We're not a team. All this kind of stuff. But he's thinking about. It, he's going through his head. He's replaying it. And he's thinking, oh yeah. shit, I played right into your hands this whole time. You really, I can see exactly why you would think that, but I can't allow myself to believe any of that. I have to know that you're a psychopath because if you're a psychopath, then I'm at least. Then it's like I, I can justify my actions. I'm not crazy. You're crazy.
1: Yeah, you know what I but mean? they both look crazy. They yeah, both look crazy. They both look like at a mirror. Essentially,
0: I love how he's like. She's. He's like. I love your mask. You never got to see me in my mask. I thought that's like. <laughs> He's he's so proud of his his little like costume that yeah. he's come up with, and it, it, it just like I I just everything about it feels thorough and thought out, layered. Um, it, it none of it feels like just oh well that's because they did it in the comics then we have to do it here. If they're mm, gonna if they yeah. do it, then it's explained why. Yeah, is it made it that sense
1: way? to the case. Right. You know, yeah,
0: yes. Um, I think I could talk about this movie forever. I mean, this... I, I want to go back to uh, uh Cobblepot. Um, I love that they call him Oz, Ozzy, All these kind, oh, of, like, man. Different his, kind of his his like,
1: intro line when like Batman's looking up at him and he's like smiling down and like That's our First, yeah. real intro, yes. and he he says, "Call me Oz," and he like yeah. He's got that little you know that the grin kind of going. And he's on. got like
0: golden teeth in there too, which is like super cool. Like he's clearly lost teeth, but they've been replaced and, by like these gold. And insert, then for
1: so. me, like with w- showing like these legendary meetings, it's like. In that moment, I'm like, this is, you know, the first of many interactions yes. that these this duo essentially is, is yes. going to come across. Because and it's so the, cool that we're seeing the beginning of it.
0: What I've always loved about the the dynamic between Batman in, and Penguin is that Penguin is like a known criminal to Batman, but he's like a known known. So he mm-hmm. lets him kind of do things, but he's always the kind of keeping lounge. an eye on him. He's always <laughs> kind of... Sorry, what did you say?
1: The Iceberg Lounge, like as yeah. as yeah. geeks like nerds or whatever, like when we hear Gordon say it, that we hear Batman say it, it's like yes, yes, yes forty four yeah, below, like more.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, like everything about and then he goes, and then I love about how they like what the Iceberg Lounge is. It's like in this old warehouse, and it, it like it's in this, like, it's at the docks because that all fits. It all everything fits right, and then mm-hmm. so you have this like really interesting physical portrayal of. The penguin, which we, you know, the last time we saw the penguin in live action, played by Danny DeVito, and he literally looked like a penguin. I mean, it was like he literally had fingers that looked like a pe- like penguin fingers. Like it's weird. It's pretty, it's pretty iconic look though. <laughs> I mean, sh- I mean, sure. I feel like I, I think of like, didn't he have like black goo coming out of his mouth at one point? I feel like I, that's what I remember.
1: <laughs> well, he just like oh, no cool. hygiene, like would just eat like raw fish and stuff. Right,
0: raw, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, but like this is such a much more interesting you know, maybe not as comic book visually accurate in the sense that like he doesn't have to be like, he doesn't have to have a monocle and wear a tuxedo to be called the, the penguin. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he could just be a mobster who owns a nightclub. And I think that that in and of itself is compelling. I love that at the end when, when Carmine comes out and he's like being brought into the light or whatever. And he's like, you fucking rat, you know, whatever. And uh, he's like, Oh, what well, you think you're a big man now? And he's like, well, maybe I am, you know? I like yeah, everything that. Seems incredible that,
1: too, man. Yeah. Yes. But that's the beginning that's the beginning of the car chase scene, right? Like right before. Uh
0: no, that I mean no no, no. this is this or is, is after later? the car chase. This is oh, after actually. that. This is where they are they've come to collect Carmine, right? And mm. he, they've revealed that he's the he was the rat that sold out um the the drug operation or whatever. And to to Penguin who is like Carmine's right-hand man, he's like, "Man, fuck you. You you screwed us all. Like you screwed us." and i've been i've been working under you this whole time screw you this is because carmine is is taken out in the scene it creates that power vacuum that catwoman mentions at the end she's like it's going to be a power grab it's going to be bloody you know yeah. penguin's going to be at the head of that right that's that's this is this is his origin story as much as it is kind of you know catwoman's and and some and you know and riddler yeah not batman's necessarily but riddler's for sure right so like there's these there's these elements of like batman has gone in he's 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 cut out elements of of rot out of Bo- of Gotham, but you know, in its place comes new problems. So you know, Penguin's going to be more empowered now. But you know, Batman, like I said, he's a he's a known known. So there's going to be more meetings at the at the Iceberg Lounge. That's going to be another thing. Um, but, so I lo- by the way, I love that there's three separate meetings at that, or no, I guess meetings, but it counters at the uh, at that venue where he comes. He first shows up at Batman. He says, "Do you know who I am?" And then he's like. There's that whole that great line about like you'll be covered in blood, and he's like mine or yours. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that's like such a such a good line. And then he comes again, but this time is Bruce Wayne. He says, "Do you know who I am?" Right to so the same people, which I think is super cool. And then the third time, of course, is when he comes for Carmine and he like sneaks in. This whole idea of him being Bruce Wayne but like wearing a hood and like keeping his shit in a backpack, I think is not what I expected for <laughs> this movie. Like I, I didn't expect to see just like a dude on a on bi- a motorbike you know just driving around the city but it works you know um, <laughs> so whatever but like i think it it totally makes sense it kind of brings you back to that idea of like being this master of disguise right if you're in, in the batman the experience, he always like would put on like a he'd put on like a a, a fake beard and all these kind of things and he would like pretend to be like a homeless guy or whatever a beggar and that would like give him the intel he needed to 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 be batman this has kind of had that those same elements. I don't know. We haven't even talked about John Turturro. I love the idea of using John Turturro as the, as Carmine Falcone. I love John Turturro. I think he's a massively underrated actor. Just generally speaking, you know, Jim, when's the last time you remember John Turturro? Was it transformers?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, I guess.
0: (laughs) Which it's like, and you can laugh at that too, but like, he's pretty freaking funny in that movie too. Like in that original transformers yeah, and even the second one.
1: Great actor.
0: And so they, but he, I love the look like he's kind of like, these like rose colored glasses he's wearing and this general, he's not like this bulking guy with a big scar on his face. It's just this understated mobster. He's kind of like, it's, it's this, and it, again, this modern sleek feel that a lot of the movie has that these characters kind of carry around. Um, and, he totally nails it. He, you know, he, he's, he's manipulative. He owns the room. He has that moment where he snaps at that guy when he comes in, when he's talking to, to, uh, Selena. So he, there's that little bit of anger in there. I just like, I can't say enough good stuff about this movie, Jeremy. Like, I don't I don't, yeah. I, don't <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what <laughs> else to say. Like I, I, you know, Zoe Kravitz talked about how she was passed over for the role of Catwoman for dark Knight rises. She feels like it's because of her skin color. Um, and you know, that, I feel like that's a shame. I like the version of Catwoman we got in Dark Knight Rises and that, you know, Anne Hathaway fine. Um, I just think that like, I love the gritty nature that she brings to the character. I love that. By the way. So you talk about that before the, um, before the car chase. Uh, oh, it's, it's incredible. Was the
1: the ambush or whatever that yes, happens? There? Yes. Holy cow. It's like that, like that's Gotham. It's like, you think, yep. you know, you're safe or whatever. No. Like they'll come out of everywhere and they'll team up against you and then boom. And And then what does Batman have? You know, a killing, you know, oh, he doesn't kill anyone, I guess, but (laughs) this machine that just could wreak havoc.
0: I I just like how, you know, you have Catwoman appear and he's like, if things just got complicated and he doesn't tell Gordon what that means. (laughs) He's just like, he's like, what are you talking about? And then he's just on the roof, which is, there's always like, Gordon's always on the ground and Batman's always on the roof. And it's like, (laughs) we don't have to explain how he got there or anything else. I just need to know that he's up there. And so I love that right away. They're talking, the the dialogue there, the back and forth dialogue between Gordon and Bruce is, or Batman is super cool because it's just like to the point, it's like, it's, and I think they really nail it with that kind of like duet that he does with, with, uh, with Penguin. But like, even in this scene, he's like, they're talking about how it's like, it's a, it's a buy. Uh, they're talking about the drugs. He's like, maybe he's like, he's like, oh, they, they started about up his, his, um, his operation again. He's like, or maybe they never shut it down. It's just kind of this, like this smart banter back and forth, this kind of like problem solving that they're doing. And He's like, what do you mean? The Batman, biggest drug uh, up is bust, you know, like.
1: And then oh, Batman, man. yeah. Butting heads with like the other commanding officers and stuff is really. Oh cool. my
0: God. Jeremy, that scene in the police station is super cool because yeah. a i don't know the 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 actor who plays that cop
1: um well it happens like twice right it's like with the the one commissioner who like dies
0: well there's the yeah com- and then, yeah, it, ha- and the then it happens with
1: the other guy with the mustache yes who at that point batman knows you it's know the kid. the whole yeah because and then the garg guard when he died right he's like it's 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 bigger than you'd ever imagine like it's the whole system like You know, that's, that's, that led to Batman like thinking all these things.
0: Well, I just, I, I I love that the guy with the mustache. his, his performance is like this raspy voice. It's so cool. It's like, you're going to, you're going to go to bat for this freak. You know what I mean? Like, like they're all kind of doing this kind of like really thick New York accent, which is totally fine with me. I think it totally works for Gotham stuff. And, um, he, he gets up off the table and he's like, he has to like get away from these cops and he's like, now he's like, I got you on, on assaulting an officer. He's like, you got me on assaulting three. <laughs> he's like, that's what a badass line, first yeah. of all. Um, and then there's this whole thing where he, they have this little conversation with Gordon. He's like, let me, let, let, like, let me talk to him. I'll figure it out. And it's like, then they have a little plan. He's like, well, because you punched me in the face. Like, yeah, when they're when works.
1: they're talking there, it's nuts. Like their yeah. heads are so close to one another. Yes, and they're just like dancing around and like their head, their Pretending, head, like their foreheads yeah. are almost touching. It's mm-hmm. a, a really you know cool thing that they're they're. I love off that he there. keeps
0: calling him man,
1: which, <laughs> oh, I think yeah. is,
0: which I think is, really fun. Like I love Jeffrey go, Wright man. in everything. He's like, and and that that scene where he's like, where Batman's like, no guns. He's like, yeah, man, that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like what a great line reading that is. Yeah. Um, I, what did you think of the Batcave? Did you like this version? I didn't. I mean, we barely get to see it,
1: but there's yeah, that I just I, I liked uh, like how it led it like when he's on the motorcycle and he's going around the yeah. city. And I just liked how it uh, like it they they, p- they panned up to like Wayne Tower, like clearly iconic, looking with like the bat yeah, ears just, almost on it, like from the Arkham games. And he doesn't even like linger on it at all. Like we just see it for like a like a millisecond, then he just like cuts away. But then it's really cool how he just like going down like this. Super intricate path that obviously is abandoned and no one would get there, and it's like under Wayne Tower or whatever. So I think that's kind of cool, like yeah. in the heart of Gotham. Yeah. Um, and then I love seeing the Batmobile under the the white uh, tarp there, just like yeah. you can see the silhouette of it. That like well, he's it a couple wings. times.
0: Like there's a couple times where they you show the like, engine, the engine and car parts yeah. laying around, and he's like clearly building it, um, mm-hmm. which I think is super cool. Uh, I love that there's bats in it. I think that's always like kind of need those, but like it's. <laughs> in real life, if you had bats everywhere, your shit would be covered in guano and it's like tech. It's like,
1: toxic. but the movie's not, it's not realistic. It's not
0: realistic. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so like, I just like that. It's like, it's just visually cool to have bats in the back cave, obviously. Right. And obviously, there's that line from Zoe Kravitz for for Catwoman, And she's like, what do you live in a cave? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's, so that's cool. Um, I don't like everything about us feels like you said, thought out. Um, I love, by the way, talk about, you know, the, uh, the Wayne tower, there's that moment where, uh, Batman figures out what's happening and he's going after mm. Bruce Wayne as the next thing. And he really trying yes, to call yes. Alfred.
1: And it already happened.
0: I love that. Is that not the yeah, coolest? It's so like, coo-
1: it, it's cause the reveal, cause you're, you're we're getting excited yes. to look to see the tower and yep. we, we see the fire and the smoke and it's yes. like a, that shit already happened.
0: <laughs> it's 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 manipulative, but in like a, a satisfying way because it's because like...
1: because it's you're in Batman's perspective and timeline and yes. head because yes. like you don't like right now he can't he can't help him right but because he doesn't know like, if it happened or not. It's
0: tricking you in a lot of ways because it cuts to it cuts to um, it shows you that he's calling uh, yeah he's calling Alfred and you can the hear package. the phone ringing and it cuts yeah. to the phone on the thing but then it shows you. Alfred with the package and you can hear the phone ringing it's like why isn't he answering the phone but it's because the phone's not ringing at that time it's
1: the, yeah. but
0: it's like it's it's tricking you it's 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 bullshit but it's like but like i said it totally
1: works but they also Alfred. make it seem like he he died like they wait they don't they wait for a couple like yes cuts or whatever sequences until right? we yeah. see him uh in the hospital bed
0: and i i, which I, I think that that's was a little bit of cheat there's but. yeah it is and it's like I'm like, well, are they gonna kill Alfred in the first movie? I'm like, that's a pretty yeah. bold choice, you know. Like, yeah. um, But they're like, oh, well, they have that other that maid character, so maybe she'll <laughs> she'll take over. <laughs> um, but then they also did. They kind of did a similar thing later when Batman like cuts that um, that electrical wire, and it's like he's like, oh, oh he's yeah. dying. He sacrificed himself for like half. It's literally not even like as long as they gave the Chewbacca death scene and as <laughs> a Skywalker, you know, where it's like. He's like, why are we playing the sad music and watching him? Like, because it's, it's
1: his, it's his, it's re, his uh, rebirth. When he, he's like, it's baptism right. when he comes out of the water. He's yes. all about hope now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <did, laughs> the the hope thing was? <laughs> I thought the hope thing was really good, but it's like, it's like, it's pretty funny. It's like, isn't that kind of Superman's thing? Like, we're like <laughs> yeah. we're really gonna lean to that right now. Yeah. Um, he's like, it's not about, it's not about vengeance. That's not gonna save yeah. anybody.
1: Which I know, also or, love how they joked about the nickname, which made Mr. it Mr. Vengeance. Of, yeah, like uh, like uh Catwoman would say it in a cheeky way and yeah. then Penguin would like say it like in a yes. in a demeaning way like well, you know you're nothing but is
0: the, which which is why it's like we heard him say that at the very first scene, right? He's like I'm vengeance. Yeah. And and but he never says that again, so it it makes it it implies that he said it like it's his catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he said it in front of Selena and he said it in front of uh like they're aware of him using that line, otherwise, yeah. like why would they call him that, which I think is really funny if you think <laughs> about it that way, because Batman would definitely do that like <laughs> in the comic books um, so I don't know everything about this works I don't know for me like, <laughs> this is a ten out of ten movie like i don't i I'm trying to think about things that don't work for me sure this this the, the and, and what you, knowing full well that this is a Batman that's kind of catered specifically to me, you know, in almost every way. Um, so, like, I'm kind of, like, a little biased in that way. So, like, I I don't think I can look at this from a from a completely unbiased standpoint. Um, but, like, your criticism about the finale not having that kind of, like, grandeur that it needed, for me, it totally works because, like you said before, it's this kind of, like, rebirth, but it's also there's that moment with the mayor where she's, like... Everybody in the city is afraid to do the right thing and I'm going to do the right thing. I think that that scene, even though it's only like 30 seconds long, I think that totally kind of like nails everything that it's trying to accomplish there. It's it's talking about where the city's at in in its current time, what needs to change for that to happen and, and Batman, his actions having to reflect those things. Like just that one scene where she does get shot anyway, which I think is cool. She survives, which is good. But like... There's like it just doesn't feel like
1: like if you want to act like actually compare the Dark Knight uh like just the finale with Gordon, Batman, Two Face, like how that plays out and how Batman like is like the fall guy for it. Like it just Mm -hmm. makes so much sense for that character and that realistic approach of that like kind of short time window world. It's
0: hard to beat that. It's so cool.
1: Yeah. And then with the with uh with the music from Hans Zimmer yeah it's 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 just it's astounding really so well, I guess, like, to me that was like if, if if you can compare and go back right that's mm-hmm. kind of how, where i was at the end of this movie it's like you didn't it didn't really live up to what it kind of set out to be it just kind of it's con- going to continue on. Yeah. and it's not like a huge revelation other than okay you know i'm all about hope now so that's my only pushback towards where I don't like, but again, that's not like my overall feeling of the thing. It's just, that's unfortunate for me for the ending, but
0: yeah, I I can see that. I think for me, it works because it's kind of like, I'll use a video game reference here, Jeremy. Um, It's kind of like how you could have a a game where it's like, here's all the, the, the um, tools for you to succeed in a game, right? You, You know, here's, you can upgrade all these things and you can, here's all the the, the the gameplay stuff that you need to know to, be, to succeed. But when you get to the final boss, throw that all out because we're going to do something completely different, right? I don't know, I've don't. i never found that to be completely very compelling. Um, but in a game where it's like, well, what we'll do, instead of giving you one big final boss, we'll just throw a million enemies at you because you now know how to beat them and enough of them at a, at a time is challenging in and of itself. The Arkham games did this sometimes. Um and I think it's it, it works better because it's just showing you, hey, Batman has been doing all these things this whole time. We've been showing him his skill, you know, his skills. Here's all of them at once, like shown to you in a uh, in one sequence, right? Instead of there being this like big standoff, this big conversational, like we already had the conversation between Riddler and Batman, so that's kind of been done. This is just him cleaning up the mess, and yeah. So I I, I think that. For me, it works. And then but he I uses venom. <laughs> well, I I think it's just adrenaline.
1: <laughs> it's green.
0: You think it's you think it's venom? You it's, think teasing venom it's then? green
1: and he gets angry?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, know. They don't. They don't tell. They don't tell you what it is. But I do like. I do like that he has a little like slot on his on his suit for stabbing himself in the leg.
1: <laughs> which I yeah, think is, which I was cool. like, I was overanalyzing that too. It's like, well, but like. Like, wouldn't you just have like a button to where you could easily press to where it just injects? Because right. like, what if it's in your pouch and like you can't get to it because you're so incapacitated or whatever?
0: Jeremy, you, know? are, you send me those images and uh are the, these are things that you have purchased already?
1: Or, yeah, like I already ha- just things well, the, have. Well, that's the comic that I got. Yeah, from okay. the movie. Yeah, yeah yeah. And then the action yeah. figure to the left was on sale for $12. Okay, that's cool. And then that's Batman year 1 a new com- uh, commemorative edition right. that they released uh this month. Uh which has a cool new cover. Yeah, okay, for people which you don't normally it, buy, but that's true, that's cool. I do now. And then I got yeah. the uh the, the uh, yeah, which is pretty cool.
0: It says try me. What happens when you press try me?
1: It lights up and makes sounds. <laughs>
0: That's super cool. I love this <laughs> Batmobile. Like, I just like it. Look, and you know, yeah,
1: I'm obs- I'm obsessed with it.
0: it. Okay, so he. I'm thinking about all the gadgets he uses. He use he has his grapnel gun, and they don't. He it's like attached to his wrist, which I think is a really cool kind of like makes sense kind of addition to that thing, which is just always on your arm, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. like I like I think that's a cool addition to that. He has um, the the eyelid. Thing, the little contact lens camera thing which is really cool yeah. um the suit itself is basically bulletproof so that's For that sure. he gets shot so many times jeremy it's yeah. insane <laughs> um, uh so that's cool uh, he's got the uh squirrel suit that like his cape turns into a squirrel suit so that's really cool
1: but wouldn't uh, it have just been better if he just like used his cape
0: well, yeah, but glided. like they haven't really
1: established that. I guess you could just do what I guess you could just do whatever. But why do they have to establish it if they're not trying to be realistic? Yeah, I don't like, isn't know. That the mo- isn't that gadget like a Batman Begins, you know, Nolan esque? I would agree thing? with
0: that. That one's the one that feels like the most like real world out of everything that's like
1: here. Yeah. Like
0: if you just if his cape just worked as a glider, I would have been fine with that too.
1: Right. Um, and like it would have been uh, sick. Like just see him glide off into the night. Like.
0: Well, I love how he, at so that cool. that moment, moment where they made that'll come, Jeremy, right? Like maybe that's yeah. like the next iteration. But like I love how he gets to the roof. He's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> he's like, he doesn't <laughs> not he does not want to jump off of there instantly. Um, so I think that all that stuff is cool. Yeah, ha- I love that. By the way, he has the little earpiece for Selena Kyle. It's in this like little glowing blue tube. <laughs> that, oh yeah, I thought that was cool. Anytime he go, he has a little. Oh, he has a little timer. He has like a little time bomb thing that he puts on that. Um, he, like creates gas with it or whatever. I think you know, anytime you have a sticky bomb, Batman's gotta have those. He what did you think? Here's the question. What did you think of his like bat symbol that's also a knife? Uh
1: it just, it just <laughs> didn't like I don't know if you're supposed to be like an obvious like reveal for it. Right. Or, like, it just felt like it was not really like, we didn't really pay attention to it as like this this super crucial device. It just like he just uses it. Yeah. And it's well, like he, the first time he
0: uses it, he uses it to, to cut into the, like the police tape to get, to get back into uh, a crime scene. That like, mm-hmm. and that's like the big reveal. It's like, and then he puts it back in his chest. I'm like, okay, and I just
1: cool. absolutely love the crime scene in the beginning,
0: Jeremy. Every crime scene is cool in this movie, like,
1: no, but like the, when uh, he's like, walking in like the first kind of like yeah. sequence of him, like, well, he, I, like the when you talk about like how he's just silent, and like, like even yeah. when he looked at like the indent on the ground. Like the, then, like like someone with yes. a picture like yes. sees it and then yes. takes a picture of it. Yes, yes. <laughs> And then I, later on in the yes. movie, he says that like the it's it's the murder weapon used uh, yeah. used by the Riddler for what's his name. Right. You'll you'll if you measure the the you know the dimensions of it and the floor markings, you'll see that it it matches it, up. It matches. Yeah. Like, I just know like people like me and you were like in our heads, just like, yes, like that's, that's um, I'm just, thi- I'm
0: imagining, <laughs> you know, Kevin Conroy's voice saying those mm-hmm. things because mm-hmm. it totally fits to that. Yeah. But Batman. then in
1: the moment we're still giving Pattinson like props for like, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, but the it's also the writing too, but yeah. he's it's still cool the way he approached Well, I
0: mean, it. everything about it, like there's, um, even at that first crime scene, cause he's like, he's like, they cut off his thumb and he's like, it was cut off while he was while he was still alive
1: oh yeah the, um and by the yeah. way i
0: love when in the they're like go back and they have, they find the cars and underneath and he's like he's like i'm looking for a usb drive and gordon's like usb drive. <laughs> he's like thumb drive and he, <laughs> it's just like these these like one these like really stiff stiff in a good way like mm-hmm. uh uh readings from batman it's like he does not need to describe anything further than just say thumb drive and it's like okay that's funny and Grim at the same time, which is kind of like that perfect balance that you're looking for. Um, I I can't wait to see. There's a lot of like, I just can't wait to see what comes next. Like, and and so yeah. if it's whether it's whether it's um, Court of Owls, whether it's Mister Freeze, whether like whether they really lean into this Joker thing. I really hope they don't. You know, I like, and it's not to say that I don't like because Jeremy, are you aware who played Joker in that final? Yes, I,
1: scene? I already saw like the the rumor before, like when they were shooting and stuff. Oh, really? And then that they were testing it with test audiences, and then I guess it was scaled back, or this is just like the version they decided to go with. But this is a very subdued, like you. Don't, it's not really a reveal, you know, quote unquote, because it's in right. darkness. But you can tell that he has a fixated like smile at all times. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you could tell. Yeah, oh, there's like screening. there's a
0: weird, there's a weird like prosthetic look to whatever's going
1: on. Yeah, and then I read an interview. Matt Reeves said he wanted to his he wants his Joker to have basically a smile at all times. Interesting. Okay. Uh, which I think is it, it does happen in the comics. I forget which yes. which storyline, but it is a thing.
0: There's a couple so, of them where like there's the version of Joker just always kind of like got that like shit and grin on his face. Yeah, I, mean, I
1: guess even with Jack Nicholson, it's like kind of yeah. permanent. But, it's, but like, it'll be interesting to see how they like you, like with this version, like how wide is it, how big is it, and like how do you talk or emote if you have like kind of a prosthetic thing going on, but yet to be determined.
0: I, I mean, I, what I'm saying is I don't want them to lean, I don't want the next movie to be a big standoff J- with Joker because it's like we've done that. I want, like, what was so cool about this was that it was that Riddler was not something that we, a version of this Riddler has not something we've seen before. A grounded version of the Joker. Is something we've seen before. I don't want to see another grounded version of of uh, Doctor Crane. I don't want to see another like. I'm. I well, will. I think I'm, it would I'm be cool it,
1: that I think but, it would be cool if if Joker appears in the last iteration if it is a trilogy. I mean, for some reason, I'm just I feel like it should be four movies now. Like just thinking with the Rhodes Gallery and like right. how yeah. much attention you need to pay to one villain for a movie and like you get one more movie out, you only have one left. But like having Joker in Arkham saying these things, right? Cause he's alluding to bigger mm-hmm. things is yeah. pretty cool. You know, yes. knowing eventually if he breaks out of there uh, and, yeah. and how that, and how that works and Harley Quinn I mean, potentially.
0: I'm not, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not against it in like the, the strictest sense. What I don't want the Batman two to be is just like, Oh, this is, uh, yeah, this is his version of things. the dark Knight. I don't need that. You know what I mean? Like I, and mm-hmm. not saying that that's what it would be, but it, it would certainly invite a lot of comparisons that i don't think it needs to invite like it has so much room to do its own thing that i would just love it to just kind of like forge its own path you have a batman that is so fucking cool lean into that where what other cool shit can you do that we haven't seen before Who other there's so many cool villains that we haven't seen before right and maybe you maybe you do like a couple villains and you kind of do that idea that i kind of talked about before which is this kind of like existing Rhodes gallery that they can build up in this Arkham show, right? That you're kind of like coming, they're coming in and out of the movie, right? You've got, you've got, you know, you need to, you need to get information. You go to Penguin, you need to get, um, you, you know, you see Catwoman for, Catwoman for a little bit then you go to, and you, you know, maybe there's some element of the Joker, but he's not the, he's not the villain, you know? I think Joker sometimes works well when he's not the villain, where it's like, he's like, he doesn't have a full plan right now, but he's just causing havoc. Um I, yeah, I think it's, that sometimes it's like
1: it's like in the Arkham games, right, like the very yeah. first thing that happens is like you're bringing Joker into Arkham, yeah, but it's like not really all it seems to be
0: well, and i I think talk about that Arkham series for a second i I love the idea that you could just start building out this Rose gallery, like they're like, oh yeah, Batman has all these amazing villains. why don't we just do a show that just deals with all these crazy villains?
1: yeah, because they can't can, fit them all in three movies,
0: right, so you could just so you could just have. Robert Pattinson kind of like pop in and out of the show, right? Where he's just like maybe he's bringing in another another crazy person, right? Here's another villain or someone escaped and he's bringing them back in and there's some there's a couple like there's kind of like uh behind the scenes stuff you're kind of seeing where Batman is kind of more this presence of kind of terror for these villains where it's like oh Batman's here again and they're kind of anta- antagonizing him as he's kind of like walking through Arkham, like we've seen anytime Batman's in Arkham, it's always cool. So seeing it from the other perspective where we're not always with Batman and he's coming into Arkham is really, I think compelling and interesting. And I think would obviously make a lot of sense that you wouldn't even need him very often. Like an afternoon of shooting, you get him in for a couple scenes. You could do the same thing with Jeffrey Wright's Gordon um, or, you know, any of these characters where you just, you need them for little bits and pieces. You don't need them to be the focus of an entire series. I don't know. And then you can and Jeremy, if you really wanted to get really crazy, here's what you could do. Okay. If you're the nasty. main character of your Arkham show is Harlene Quinzel. She's like the she's like the the psychologist who's mm. like working with these people. I think that would be really or even if you wanted to if you wanted to do Dr. Crane, you could kind of have like a little bit of like back and forth there. There's a lot or or you could do who you go strange. Um, right? Like there's a lot, there's a lot of flexibility, right?
1: Yeah, and for me, I'm just I just want to see what what inspiration Matt Reeves takes from the real world, uh, you know, and it, and it, and applies it to whatever villain that makes the most sense. I'm I'm I'd I'd almost rather just have a, a trilogy with no kind of offshoots and and all that sure. stuff. I think that it'd be more special that way. But I guess in this day and age, it's it's, it's kind of hard to to just shoot for that. Well, yeah,
0: because like. If, let's say assume Matt Reeves starts working on the the second movie like today, right? Like we're not there's another three years out from the from the Batman two, mm-hmm. you know, and like that sucks. <laughs> like I want I want the next movie now, you know. Like I want to know, <laughs> I, I I want the I want this to be the you know where's the part two of the of this that we can see in like but, six and months?
1: then and then yeah so then to to satiate that I mean I guess yeah the Penguin show whatever that is will 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 be that tease that midway point <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then maybe an Arkham tease or something or that comes out. Same, I don't know. Who knows? But. I, mean, I, I think it's funny
0: that Colin Farrell agreed to do a, a whole series as Penguin because it's like, you're really going to put on all those prosthetics every single day to, <laughs> f- to film this series?
1: You know, like... Well, it's mostly that, like a mask. It's it's like, it probably isn't as bad as you think it is. Uh, like, maybe.
0: I, I mean, I don't it's know. I, like I a just, mission,
1: it's like a Mission Impossible mask. <laughs> and then you just add, you add the accents.
0: Yeah. I, I mean... I got to like you know we've said this I just think that he disappears into this role and it's not just it's not just oh, yeah. the prosthetics
1: he talks about it, how like he was like jolly about this role and like even when he saw the mask and like all the effort that the right whoever was in, in charge of creating that with the scars and the stories it told he just he couldn't wait to just jump in that role and just have fun with it and it I want people shows. to go look
0: at a picture of Colin Farrell
1: <laughs> and
0: and just like and then think about the photo like just think about the movie that you just saw and just be like Paul yeah, Farrell might be one of the best-looking people in Hollywood, <laughs> <laughs> and then you this kind of this like complete transformation into Oswald Cobblepot. Like what? And by the way, what a bold casting choice because it's like why? Like what makes you think? I think that, uh,
1: Jonah Hill was actually up uh, up for the the role at one point. I would have hated that. I'm gonna. I would have hated it.
0: I, ha- yeah. I, I, and 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 nothing against Jonah Hill, but his performances when he's trying to be like that's that sleazy like bad guy is just, I find it to be completely, I just don't, it's just unbelievable to me. I don't, I don't know why, maybe it's because I've seen him too much as the comedic character and I've seen him too much like grow up with him But like, mm-hmm. i it just does not work for me. So I'm just glad, I'm just glad that uh, that's not the, the case here. I, you know, more power to him. But I think this whatever, what Colin Farrell is bringing with that accent, with every, every moment with the penguin is compelling. Like he is, he steals mm-hmm. those scenes even with Batman. I think that's like, that's the exactly what you need out of the character of the Penguin. And, and I don't know. I, this is what I said before. Like, there's nothing, I there's nothing wrong with this movie. Um, we talked about the music. Michael Giacchino is, um, I think, another kind of uh, 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 composer that is just the peak of his, his game. Like, you know, between Rogue One, between the Spider-Man stuff, now Batman. It's like, what can't this man do? You know, like, I, I he hasn't quite reached that that level of like gravitas maybe as some of those you know the the the, the older crowd in the space but I just love his work I just think it's he's figured out a way to create themes for characters that fit the movies and they they're, they don't just feel like it, he's writing music for a character. Then and then we're gonna apply it to a movie. It's like it all fits together in a in a cohesive way. Like the it fits the tone. And then by the way, talk about themes. You can use it fast. You can use it slow. And that kind of is the the brilliance of what he's doing here. It, it,
1: I like how uh, when he's in the cave, he like turns down the Nirvana song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. When like the newscast is happening.
0: Did um? Did you? were you surprised that they was in the actual movie that they used it in
1: the movie itself? Or is it just like too good of a song? No, I was, I was happy with it. Cause I think even once the second trailer came out or the third, yeah. whatever, like, Oh, okay. You know, this is, we're co- yeah, this we're is continuing it. Like, this, with that. Yeah. And Matt Reeves <laughs> even talked about how he would listen to that song when he was writing it. And, uh, even when Michael Giacchino was done with some, some pieces, he would send them over and Reeves would write to those pieces that mm-hmm. would eventually end up in the movie and give him inspiration and he said Robert would ask him for him too, and and Patton said would, would listen to the music as well, preparing for the role. So it's yeah, it's just cool when you when you hear these creators like really relishing in in all this this the art form that everyone you know brings to the table and just kind of mix it up.
0: Yeah. Um okay, anything, any final thoughts here uh before we kind of close out. I feel we we've kind of said I like I said, I can continue talking about this movie forever. There's just so many yeah, I elements. mean.
1: I kind of want to go to IMAX again to see it. Like at some yeah, me point, too.
0: um, um I, 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 we didn't even talk about this idea of the, um, the city having this like seawall and you talk about like modern elements, like this idea of like a rising ocean and they have to build a seawall to like keep the ocean from flooding the city. Yeah, um, I think that, I, that
1: happens in the Snyder Capullo, uh, storyline. I'm pretty sure is there is a part of like a flooding of the city. It's super cool.
0: Yeah. Because it creates zero year where the whole city becomes yeah. like this, uh, like wasteland essentially. It's a bit
1: of no man's land too, which is a, a, a book that I, read when yes. I, was younger, I remember. That was yeah. Cool well
0: one. that's, and they, they kind of deal with that in dark Knight rises, which is, mm. you know, that idea where they blow up all the bridges and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't, I just like, I just like this idea of this kind of this, this, again, the, the version of Gotham that they've created. Um, the, this, it all ties back into Thomas Wayne's kind of renewal fund, which I think is like, I love that how it, it that comes full circle. Everything feeds into everything else in this movie, which I you know is what makes it so compelling. Like, okay, it's like it all, it's all about renewal and then Tom, and it's like the sins of the father will be visited upon mm-hmm. the son. All the, like these little elements are all kind of like jigsaw puzzled together. And you talk about like really cool crime scenes. Like when they get to to the Riddler's like apartment, he's like, he's been there the whole time. He, like there's that whole thing about the um, uh the the carpet tool right because it's like yeah. there's these couple there's these little elements where it's like the, he's he's grown up rich so he doesn't know certain things like when Cena's like oh you must have grown up rich because you know yada yada he's like calling her out for like selling her soul or whatever and it's like it so must be easy for you to not have to make these hard decisions and then later he's like he's like oh yeah my uncle was a was you know was a was a carpet guy so you know I recognize that he didn't recognize it so he didn't put that together so yeah. he has to like rely like these these little small elements and then he lifts up the carpet and i love by the way that's the same cop who's constantly he's always watching over these uh these crime scenes and yeah. he kind of wins well, it's him like, over. It's like the,
1: the fl- it's like the flash thompson of this of the no way home uh universe yes totally he's like right? a fan he's a, a fan of bruce wayne but not a fan of batman
0: well and the, right? but i think he but batman wins him over at the end right where he's like yeah he, he has he
1: <laughs> well it's just funny because he, he, pre- he stops him initially right from going in right. like this guy's a freak yep. and then the next time you he sees bruce wayne he's like oh hey like he's smiling like he's starstruck it, you, right but it's he's funny like because it's the same it's the at same a funeral person. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no less. right um so yeah and then by the way by the end right he wins him over and i like that a lot um and then you have you have gordon kind of they don't say it specifically but she's standing next to the mayor he's standing next to the mayor at the end which kind of is a reflection of that initial news conference for the original commissioner. So it's kind of this renewed sense of, he's like, we need to renew faith in the people and the elected officials and all that kind of stuff. So I I, I like that kind of reflection. And by the way, speaking of kind of elements that feel like right out of a comic book, I love that at the end of the movie, there's this, this, um, in in a really kind of stark contrast to what we normally see out of these movies, Batman movies, you have a newscast where they're talking about the vigilante who, you know, is on the top of the, you know, the the Gotham Square garden and he's helping people and they're talking about him as like a hero. And it's like, that's really refreshing to see Batman in the light helping people, right? He's like drops her on and there's like the 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 National Guard is there, and then there's there the the cops aren't antagonistic towards him. I'm sure that'll come and go, you know, but at the end it's really refreshing to see him cooperating with them in a really kind of like structured way. I think that's really Really cool. And by the way, another moment that I think is really cool when Gordon arrives at Gotham Square Garden and is like, "Who's in charge here?" And he's like, "Everyone, be quiet." And then you like tell, and he basically like takes control of the situation. It's like it's oh, a really yeah. kind of like great character moment for him. <sighs> okay. Anyway, that's um. Those are the last things I, <laughs> that
1: I yeah, wanted to say.
0: Good. Those are the last
1: things I wanted to say.
0: Okay, that's all for now. I think we'll certainly be touching on the Batman again.
1: Part two of the Batman next week. (laughs)
0: That's right. When we'll be, well, we'll have seen it for a third time and be uh, continuing to break it all down. There's just so like, I feel like we, like you said, we haven't really dive into the actual mystery itself, which is really cool and compelling. And, and um, I think we've, we've made our case for this movie being like a nine for you, Mm -hmm. but a 10 for me. Um, and
1: it's, yeah, like I said, I think I was saying a long time ago with all the elements that we knew about it, that like, I like it's in recording for sure that I said, yes. this will be the best Batman movie to date. Well, I
0: think we were, and we were, we were, yeah, no, you were later.
1: definitely on that train too.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll uh, Just to allude to what you were saying before, you thought you predicted, but like we were like analyzing just how the story like was shaping up, like mm-hmm. how it would be like Sherlock Holmes and how he'd be visiting, you know, it would lead him to the next person, uh, yes. you know, along the line. Yeah. Essentially what happened here. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's 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 a it's a fantastic movie. I like, I love the movie. No like no yeah,
0: no or but butts about it. It's not a perfect movie. It's perfect to me, but it, I understand yeah. if there's if there's some issues. <laughs> but it's like all it.
1: good because we're getting more. We're getting it's more, and it's gonna
0: get. It's just gonna get better. I like look at Matt Reeves' um, Planet of the Apes movies. They got better. Every single one got better as it went
1: on. He only did the two of them, right? Like I don't think he did did the
0: second and the third. Yeah. Yeah, The third third one's amazing. I mean, they're both, both of them.
1: I was a massive fan of Cloverfield. I mean, I know we were talking about it one time on the, on the movie. (sighs) I don't know. Maybe I need to revisit it. And Rachel was saying that she like hated it, but like, I think that was around the time when I was like in film school. And I just, I just love the idea of this found footage type, uh, you know, adventure essentially with like this creature that was hidden. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was his first, uh, big movie i'm pretty sure that he directed
0: yes like his no he's known for let me in war for the planet of the apes dawn for planet of the apes and cloverfield um he's done some television uh tales from the loop which is a uh, uh i should watch those actually i think let's well, produce those it's just
1: here. like now it, sky is the limit like this it just he solidified Felicity. himself
0: he hasn't it's, done that much stuff and maybe i know yeah, but like i'm just saying with guy this
1: guy one cool. now it's like it's it's you know his agent's gonna be working like he can do whatever <laughs> he wants now right yeah he'll be, right. he'll be doing batman for the next you know six years probably yeah or whatever or whatever they decide to do with the next two and then yeah
0: i think um if i can steal a line from another podcast he'll have a blank check to do whatever he wants once this is all done and i think we'll, we're all going to be better off for it i think that's really exciting yeah. Um, one last thing I wanted to say about uh, about the Batman. I thought it was hilarious when um, <laughs> when Batman and Catwoman go back to her apartment and she just pours a glass of milk <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because like no one fucking drinks milk just on its own like that. So I thought I I don't know. Well, Michelle Pfeiffer
1: like, drank milk too. I think did she? And, uh, I, I guess yeah. that makes sense. It's like okay. well, I think, well, I think she was like slowly transitioning and she like gulps back the whole carton or something like it's like meant to be like a joke. <laughs>
0: Well, there, I think there's that there's that photo of Zoe Kravitz drinking milk out of a bowl, like a, like an yeah. actual cat, which is like really really. Well, she also says
1: she watched like uh, you know wildcats fighting like to mm. to prep for the role, see how they move and whatnot. I I,
0: I mean, I, I, unnecessary <laughs> but a cool. A, a cool gotta thing. love the commitment. Yeah, I you know I, every I, her, the way she walks in this movie is like super. It's very cat like, which I think is super cool. Everything about it is great. No, no. every single thing I can't think of a single thing I didn't like um, okay like I said part two of this conversation will probably be next week there will be lots to talk about there is actually other news that we can we can jump into um, so look for that soon um, otherwise we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments shoot me a message on twitter at towerbabelcast head, uh, uh, head over to towerbabel.ca to find everything we do send us an email at towerbabelpodcast at gmail.com and uh if you want to support the show patreon.com tower babble cast but we'll talk to you next week until then we'll talk to you then